0: The World Wrestling Federation, for over 50 years. The revolutionary force in sports entertainment. Tonight, one man hopes to implement the final phase of his royal plan. King Mabel will be the next World Wrestling Federation champion. (laughs) The reigning WWF champion running on high octane is determined to set that plan aflame. I'm gonna come at you with a blowtorch in your kingdom soon, Armageddon. Tonight, one man still suffering the shame of a most humiliating defeat hopes his demented dentist can extract revenge. Summerslam Hitman, your career is terminal. <laughs> but this so-called patient claims to be mastered in the art of dentistry as well. I know you like to pull out teeth, key- but I like to knock him out the old-fashioned way with this. Tonight, one man has foolishly entered a cryptic world of shadows and darkness. Undertaker, I've taken your urn! After the casket match, will he ever revel in the land of the living again? I will put you in a casket and steal your soul. And tonight, as the Intercontinental Belt dangles high above the ring, one man hopes to climb the ladder and recapture gold. Everybody knows what Last time. One man has designs on reaching the highest echelon of excellence. The heartbreak kid is going to climb that ladder and stake his claim as the greatest athlete in WWF history. Tonight, these WWF superstars must all face the heat. As Supersized Ridex Pads present WWF SummerSlam. Welcome, everyone,
3: to the Cultaholic Classic SummerSlam 1995 Watch Along. We are finally here, just for you, all the members of the Classic Raw Review crew. Who be we? I be Fake Geordie, radio presenter with that portfolio, former Cultaholic heavyweight champion, Doug Gubble. I am honoured to be joined by the bear in the big blue bar cage. Some call him the head pen of Cultaholic, myself and everyone else included. He does not need a pencil for he gets it right every single gosh darn time. He's Justin Henry, and he's off of America. How you doing there, Tommy? We're doing good. It is a Sunday afternoon here in the northeast of England, which is why, because it's a Sunday, I thought I'd have a little beer. I know if you should be... I would doubt you're having one, because it's about 10 o'clock in the morning where you are. If you are, there's probably a lot of questions need to be asked, but...
1: I do drink beer in the first place so
3: I mean there is that as well you are you are the first straight edge you are jh punk for for better mm-hmm. or for worse um, we were meant to be joined by uh, a friend of our scott keith however something has come up last dot com so scott cannot be with us so it is the the originals the ogs of the classic raw review i genuinely think that scott had a little moment of self realization and he realized oh it's that summer slam Oh, would you believe it? Well, <laughs> I've got all these you know, things.
1: You say that, and I can't blame you for saying that because this era has produced quite a few um, uh, atrocities. However, if memory serves me well, this SummerSlam right here is pretty damn good, and I believe Scott liked it as well. Oh,
3: okay. Well, I, I, I stand corrected. He obviously had other reasons to get out mm-hmm. of it. But this, is, um, this SummerSlam now, as we've talked about many times, on the classic raw review. This is during a lapse time for myself as a fan. So I'm, I'm not a completely aware of what's going on in the wrestling world at this point. I don't remember watching it first time round. I've never watched it all the way through until today. Uh, yourself, Justin, what are your memories of watching this first time round though?
1: Well, what I recall very vividly is my older brother became a lapsed WF fan after the show, not because of the show necessarily, because he was just tuning out WWF altogether, and the first night or the following week is when he basically just swore off McMahon's product for a year and a half. Would not watch it. Did not care about it. He just watched WCW and ECW. I kind of followed that same path because I was so. But I mean, I I, I still kept some tether to WWF at this point because because it's basically just a whole summer of well, we watched it, all them awful Raws, the King of the Ring. It was just. This wasn't the, this wasn't the federation of our youth and however that is not the saying thing about this show itself because even though the main event is bad and we will get to that mm-hmm. this show is kind of a diamond in the rough
3: they seem to do this don't they WWF and I think we see this a lot even now where the the product on a whole and and passion for the company is down but on those big events, you know, with, with SummerSlam 2021, just a few days from when you're hearing this, they always seem to, well, not always, but the majority of the time, they seem to to pull it out of the bag, don't they?
1: Yeah, it's, I think that's probably one of the most maddening things about WWF slash is they know how to put on a good show. They just want to put on their show.
3: And their show isn't always what, it, what we want it to be. Um, but this is a proof positive uh, that when they're on, they can do all right considered but we'll talk about it as we go through the show so this is a watch along soundtrack you are going to watch SummerSlam 1995 with us today and you can do that via the WWE network or Peacock or as it may soon be known in the UK Pigeon where you can press play and basically join us on the ride we will give you a second to find SummerSlam 1995 August 27th 1995 all right now Welcome back, Justin Henry. Are you ready uh, to make a journey just up the road to Summerslam? Certainly am. I too am ready. And if you're ready at home, we are going to start on go. A three, a two, a one, a go. Best intro. Best intro ever.
1: They may have topped it with a one after this, actually. Oh really? Do you think so? It's possible.
3: Oh. So now, is... can you hear the audio by the way justin uh slightly okay if i crank this bad boy up a little bit so you can hear it a
1: little bit better how's that much better cool so what are you gonna say sorry sorry i interrupted you so this is the third show in five days i've watched it took place in pittsburgh <laughs> there's a lot of love for the berg at the moment isn't there oh yes uh it's a lot of love for Britt baker in her hometown big kind fan
3: of oh look at this it's the second time this week you watched a dentist in pittsburgh
1: so the wrestling dentist made his debut made his in-ring debut in pittsburgh oh
3: and a, and a young brit baker was ringside going when i grow up i want to
1: do that as well yeah but i can't i can't draw a lawler slash rebel parallel <laughs> i think you should oh poor alleged <laughs> doug Basham.
3: Oh, who was it? I was reading about this week. I was reading a bit about Doug Bash this week, so I was doing some research into Ohio Valley Wrestling, and it just reminded me of uh, like how big a, how how big they made Doug Basham feel in OVW compared to everything else around him. And then they shaved his head. And then they shaved his head. He was losing his hair. To be fair,
1: goddamn pal, you couldn't just imagine how well done hair. With a goddamn, forty <laughs> year old truck driver. <laughs>
3: I really enjoyed Cornette's um, biography on Bobby Eaton. I thought that was really special.
1: That was very heartfelt. They were together for many, many, many years. And Bobby Eaton one of the most underrated wrestlers of all time. Mm. Yeah, just, just For just a litany of reasons. Like from the great matches to the fact that next to Bob Cookie threw one of the best punches in the business. To just the fact that he was a gosh darn nice guy that nobody ever had a bad word to say about. Just a consummate pro. He was a beautiful
3: soul, a beautiful soul, and and I love the stories that have come about about Bobby Eaton in the wake of uh, in the wake of his passing.
1: I can make a recommendation to anybody that's listening to this or what? Um, Great American Bash nineteen ninety, him and Stan Lane versus the Southern Boys of Tracy Smothers and Steve Armstrong. Smothers also passed away last year, unfortunately. It is a genuine five star tag team match. Okay. Just heel versus face, Southern tag team style wrestling done to perfection.
3: Nice. And it's nice when you hear of like, like, like again, just two guys who, I think like, with, especially with Tracy Smothers, he's a guy that made such a name for himself as a comedy wrestler, but he is so much more than that. Like he was so much more than that. Like Transformers, more than meets the eye.
1: Smothers is one of the most adaptable wrestlers ever to any era.
3: Oh, talking of adaptable.
1: <laughs> uh, I'll be adaptable.
3: He's adapted from a guy that people
1: like to this. It's like he's doing an infomercial for crappy TVs. <laughs>
3: Is he the host of the show?
1: Yes, he's, he's, he's the Cardi B of this. <laughs> B for boring. I hope it, Cardi boring. I
3: hope he sings.
1: It's, it's, it's funny you mention that because back in back a few years before this, he was his original gimmick and his, his original gimmick in the company was supposed to be a uh, a rock star. I don't know if you if you knew that or not. Really? Yes. No. Early, early 90s Shane Douglas was supposed to be like a Bon Jovi esque rock star in this company. And Jimmy Hardy had even recorded the theme song for him to use. And, and they had him and they had Shane lay down vocals forever. For three different styles of songs, like a, a love ballad, a metal song, and like a, a just a standard like pop rock song to see what's through his voice best. This is amazing. But it never came to be because his father fell ill and he left the company to take care of him. Jeez. We were that close to having Bond franchise.
3: What a different world that could have been. Well, hang on, hang on. We're getting kid versus
1: Hakushi. Yes, we are. Oh now this is what you call a good opening match. <laughs> Elastic. This is a nice start. What a nice story. Let's get us you underway. Know, earlier today, in, in a different arena. No! With the same WAAF fans. Oh, my God. How it's... <laughs>
3: Wow. Well, I never w... knew Harowitz beat Harkushi.
1: <laughs> well, he, he had, had to keep the streak going somehow.
3: Oh, I just saw Vlad. I just saw Vlad.
1: Little little spot. You a WWE and Hall and of and Famer. And there's Lenny. Hi, Lenny. Oh, Lenny's there. All the all the big boys are there tonight. E C dub. I'm sorry, wrong show.
3: <laughs> uh, fun fact about where we are for this show. I'm looking at my, my notes off to the side here. We're in the Civic Arena in Pittsburgh, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um okay. Um, I've just seen your message as well. I'll sort that. Uh, this is where. Uh, They filmed Sudden Death, starring Jean-Claude Van Damme.
1: Oh, wow. That's right. Fun fact. I genuinely enjoyed that fun fact. Uh,
3: Also, uh, a scene from Zach and Mimi make a porno was shot here as well.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Do with with that information what you will. Two very similar movies.
3: Right, I'm going to attempt to jump onto a different broadband, so good luck, everybody. Here we go. A closer one. So it might jump a little bit. It's securing it. Obviously, if you drop out, Justin, let me know. We're back. We're now on a closer internet, so it should improve our sharing capabilities.
1: Yeah, but the Hakushi's never usually that slow.
3: <laughs> <laughs> More of a
1: blur. I'm excited.
3: Did they announce this match ahead of time? Did I just? Yes, they did. Yeah, oh. they announced it. I must have had a little moment where I, I must have forgotten it then. That is very cool. So, um, with this, so, what As a, what are your other, do you have any other memories of this venue? Of other things coming out of this particular venue?
1: Well, I know it's where the Pittsburgh Penguins played. So I, yeah. I wasn't that big of a hockey fan. Man. More than my Jersey Devils at the time. So, no real specific memories of this arena. Although it just now occurs to me that Shane Douglas is also from Pittsburgh and Oh, he, this is how he debuts in this company in his in, in his home city. Oh no!
3: I did hear like a pop
1: for him when he appeared on the screen. Oh, very slight, but but, but he's as his crowd will soon learn. He is not the franchise.
3: Far, far, far from it. Now, um, so looking into the card tonight, what we one thing that we one thing we haven't talked about too much. In, in, in the process of this. I'm thinking what we might do, Justin, um, just because we're getting a bit of lag as we are. Let me, uh, we're doing this live. We'll do it live. We'll do it live, we'll do it live. Okay, so are you closing some windows? I'm wondering if it's worth you you loading it up at your end. And us turning off the screen share, if that might help.
2: Well,
1: hold on, hold on.
3: Um. So if you get it timed up where we are now, look at this, it's only on the R- classic Raw review you get this level of behind the scenes. Like <laughs> we do the full show and a com- commentary track at the same time. It's free. Shut up. <laughs> Enjoy the match. So if you load up SummerSlam at your end, time it up with this. I'll end screen share and that should help um, all being
1: well. I think it'll catch up eventually. It's fine. It'll, uh, it's, it's moving faster now. And now that I close some windows. Oh, splendid. Okay.
3: Well, we'll keep an eye on that bad boy. Um, uh, one thing we haven't talked about too much going into this show is a really crucial point with the ladder match, um, which is how, WWE have changed their policy on weapons mm-hmm. and they don't like the use of weapons, but Sean and Ro- Razor are going to have a lot of later.
1: Correct. Yeah. Well, the, the bigger concern was they were, um, they were worried about being relegated to a later time slot potentially, and they couldn't afford to lose their kiddie audience. So they were, um, it was highly recommended that they can't y- not use weaponry during matches. So they kind of told Sean and Razor like a week and a half before SummerSlam, hey, um, you can't hit each other with the ladder at any point.
3: Like, oh, fine. That throws out all of our offense. Cheers, lads. Appreciate
1: that. <laughs> so, but this, so the story is to be believed. It was the night before this show that the entire clique got together in a hotel and, and, and spent all the wee hours in the morning piecing the match together, figuring out what they could possibly do. And thankfully, it, it was Hunter, the brains of the group, who said, well, you guys can jump off the ladder. That's not illegal. Razor's Razor like, yes, yeah, Sean, you jump off the ladder. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> it kind I kind of feel like that meeting would go, you've seen Apollo 13, right? Yes. I feel like it'd be that scene where they're back at HQ and they chuck all the bits of uh, cable and piping and stuff. They go, right, we've got to make breathing apparatus out of this. Like, <laughs> I feel like that's what that would have been like. Okay, this is what we got to work with. we are got to make a five-star classic.
1: They do it about hundred, The man's a born leader. <laughs> okay, you go out and draw their fire. We'll come around the back. <laughs> Why can't you draw their fire? Because I'm in charge. <laughs> I think Haku should just give... I think Haku should just give Kid an idea for a move there.
3: I was about to say! He was like, at that point, Sean Waltman went... I know what I can do later on.
1: I could do that and rhythmically hop up and down.
3: <laughs> it's the rhythmic up and down that I think really made that move. Oh, <laughs> I do
1: believe yes. it was. It was more lewd than it needed to be. <laughs> you could have called him Rick Lewd if you like.
4: <laughs>
1: but, but not, li- but not lick Lewd because that's even more lewd. <laughs> that's frowned upon. He's lavishing. <laughs> lavishing
3: lick lewd do with that what you will john that one's that one's a little a bit of a a creative endeavor for you my friend oh i've just remembered also later on we've got the vince mcmahon aol chat oh yes the long-term build of the vince mcmahon aol chat that um that Vince took part in of about two weeks ago. Vince McMahon is welcoming the arrival of America online. And he had a chat on La- Well, we think it was Vince having a chat on AOL. We don't quite know, but <laughs> we have the transcript all the same. I think his Discord would be um no midgets 62. <laughs>
1: I was just saying maybe he's I was gonna guess consumable Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Discernible Pete. <laughs> <laughs> you're listening out there, Pete. Hi, Pete.
0: Hi, Pete!
1: Love you, Pete. You rule Pete. Big shout to that. You know what? I, I, I put them in. That was nice. Not for kid. God damn, Haku she's good.
3: We put in the um, we, we we I tried to put the Discord. At Patreons into the Hall of Fame on the podcast of the other week. Hang on.
4: Space Flying Ooh, Tiger Drop. Look at that!
3: Harkushi's the boy.
1: He was How so t- damn smooth. How
3: tall is Harkushi? 5'8",
1: five, 5'9". Five, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. But still, man, there's just a, the fluidity of it all. Why is nobody... Yeah, got that clip
2: of
3: Bart Simpson going for the, the role of have, uh, Fallout Boy. Have they done it already? Yeah, they did it with Adam Core trying to keep his job. Ah, right. I was going to say, I don't want to be the first person to come up with that idea.
1: So, kid being never say die kid will not will not lose easy. I like it. I like it a lot. At this point, so like your
3: your brothers your brothers falling out of WWF at this point with something cool on the horizon. Uh-huh. Uh, are you aware of just how cool the cool thing is going to be?
1: You mean Nitro itself? Oh yeah, Wrestling Nitro. Well, not quite them, but um, but I too, as a preteen, was getting kind of tired of of just how circus like the WWF had gotten with the like like even at eleven, I knew. Like, oh, wrestling garbage man, wrestling hog farmer, wrestling. Like, th- this was stupid. You knew like, at that point this was all very gimmicky and over the top. To my brother and his best friend, I had, a, I was taught at a young age, like, like what good wrestling was supposed to be. Wink, wink. So, like, I was watching Guerrero versus Malenko in ECW at this point.
3: Yeah, you are f- well wizened as a fan.
1: Yeah, so I was watching fans applaud technical sequences, and I'm like, wow, this is really awesome. and And then I watch Roll on Monday, and here comes the pirate, and here comes the rapping king. (laughs) And it's just like, eh, I'd rather be a grown-up. Now (laughs) I'd rather be a teenager. (laughs) I want to grow up now, please.
3: (laughs) That was a bad idea. You see a lot of um, comparisons to what WWF wants to be now compared to at this point. Because I think I was watching this. Nice frog splash, by the way. Um, I see a lot of contrast with what WDF wants to be now compared to this point. Sort of like family-friendly, uh, mm-hmm. big characters. It seems very naughty.
1: 90- oh, yeah! Into a one-arm power bomb ending. Oh,
0: that was a hell of a finish.
1: Just a, a good counter from a smart wrestler. Brilliant! What a cracking opener! I don't believe Hakuji ever wins another pay-per-view match after this. Oh. <laughs> i love that just Good sudden time. beautiful just nine and a half minutes of breakneck wrestling that's a nice way
3: to th- i mean again they know like for, for as much as vince doesn't get behind the small guys he knows that like this is how you start a pay-per-view this is the Absolutely. energy that you bring at the beginning
1: give like a kid with nice springboard twisting I, dive That could have been a sunset flip could have been if he went that way if he felt inclined he'll kick oh, and then look
0: at that i feel bomb, like backdrop,
1: driver combo was that not a counter in what? um in no mercy you're asking someone who's not an n64 kid oh that's <laughs> true oh boy <laughs> Abel is now seven foot five of course, Jeez, of course, that's crap. but doc is now six foot eight <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, Dave gave Hakushi and Kid three and a quarter. I'm going oh, a little was, higher than that.
3: I was just pulling up the stars for you now to
1: see how well you knew them. But, uh, you're already Adam there, sir. So you're ready to go. Let's give people the Andre Cam. This is easy, easy win
3: for Vince McMahon to make a guy look super tall. Yeah.
1: That one great colleague. Came out of time. To, uh, can't remember. Be a parent. Be roughly on his back, crawling backwards (laughs) as though he was trying to avoid being bitten by a crab at the beach (laughs) as it skittered toward him.
3: That's a lovely mental image. That's
1: why I'm here. (laughs) And oh boy, here comes.
3: Oh, okay.
1: Well, it's not Wednesday, so he might win.
3: Yeah, how dare NXT fail to defeat the mighty AEW with with NXT? Yeah. Here's a question for you. Like, like, Because I've been writing a lot about NXT this week. Like, okay. at, Do you think that NXT, at the height of its power, sort of circa 2016, 2017, when it is like a fully-fledged super indie, do you think that could have maybe put up more of a fight against AEW?
1: I, I think the AEW's uh, been, uh, hang on, we see a legendary figure and Triple H right there. <laughs> Flat rules, <laughs> but to your point, um, I think WWE just had to continue draining the goodwill out of the audience before AEW came along, mm. nor for AEW to work, because it's like, me personally, I was really into TNA in like 2000. To 2003, when it first started, it wasn't great. It was passable, and it was passable at worst. Um, I should say it was atrocious at worst, but at best, it could be really good, especially the X division and the tag division. And when Raven came along, but not a lot of people caught on the TNA because they weren't sick of WWE yet. Yeah, and but, but see, I was because Raw was so awful in 03, that was one of its worst years ever. You know, you fast forward to 2019 when you have christ when you have you know they're questionable business dealings and you have the the repeat booking and you have nxt starts getting caught up and getting stonewalled and you have just just these the awful writing the awful commentary you have so many things that they have to have drained the mercy out of the crowd in the audience the aw comes along at just the right time yeah to be the savior for everybody's taste 2016 i don't quite know that that was that would have been the time Maybe NXT would have had a chance up against a rival. Mm. Maybe. But, but it, just... it all
3: comes back to that that the draining the good interest, the, the the goodwill of the fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're watching at home, by the way, 19 minutes and 50, 51, 52, 53. I keep getting hit in the neck for not doing timestamps. So I'm going to try my hardest. Try my hardest today, Justin, to do some timestamps. Yeah.
1: Understandable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And two, two men, two men who today have crew cuts.
3: <laughs> two men who both both of these men uh, took the fight and intimidated Brock Lesnar.
1: Well, Well, that's debatable if "intimidated" is the right word there. Bob Oli did. These men were in the world title matches at the at the 04 Rumble. <laughs> oh God, they were as well.
3: Oh gosh. 03, the year in question that you talk about, the raw year, of the raw reign of terror. On the SmackDown side, I seem to remember there was a Goldberg and Brock Lesnar promo, at Survivor Series 03, which ended with Goldberg saying, ain't that right, hardcore Holly, to which Brock Lesnar flinched and turned
1: around. See, Goldberg puts people over. He put over Bob Holly. Yeah, well, why is everyone complaining that Goldberg doesn't put anyone over? <laughs> he put over He put over uh, Jerry Flynn when he jobbed him in a dark match in 97. Oh, why Jerry Flynn hasn't
3: dined out on that is anybody's guess.
1: It's Thunderfoot Jerry Flynn to you. <laughs> Thunderbastard Jerry Flynn to you. I'll make a quick Twitter recommendation to everyone. There's an account called WCW, uh, WCW Deep Cuts. It's just oh. random gifs and images from forgotten WW shows like WW Prime from the 90s that are just... It's like, that's our manga, but with more more characters. Oh, like the extent that that's our manga extended universe. Pretty much. Oh, hot shot.
3: I'm pretty sure from that one, I might have seen clips of Triple H versus um, Brian Armstrong.
1: Oh, yes. The original Battle of DX.
3: Yeah. Road dog without a shirt on. Like and and I, and I look I when I have a sh- when I don't have a shirt on I look like a semi-deflated bouncy castle. I'm very aware of that, so I ain't no oil painting. But um, yep. that's quite the look for Brian
1: without a shirt on. That would picture Road Dog if he was trying to grow his dreads in, but wasn't. But was, but was like merely like a forty percent of the way there, so he looked like Tubbs from Miami Vice. and <laughs> <laughs> he was like a nice Armani linen suit that's a hell of a look that's a hell of a look
3: uh, little, little note about where we are today um, 18,062 people in the venue according to WWF uh, they're claiming an all time building record
1: could be true I, I, I can't confirm or deny that uh, they've added
3: seats since the last pro wrestling sellout which was headlined by Bubba Rogers versus Dusty
1: Rhodes wow so that would have been the 80s yeah. 87-ish I didn't know Bubba Rogers and Dusty Rhodes had a match. Oh yeah, they were big rivals when Bubba was the enforcer for the Midnight Express.
3: I imagine that would have been surprisingly peppy. Um, for Dusty, especially he was he was that over. Because Dusty was like a he was over like Rover. He was a big guy, but he could he could chuck and drive and move. And Bubba Rogers, as we know, he had a good bit of pace to him for a big lad. Oh yeah, just watch the cage matches with Hogan. Oh, and there was and if you want to see Bubba Rogers, A.K.A. Big Boss Man, and his absolute speediest WrestleMania seven against Mister Perfect, he he's like a, a dog with a rocket of his ass during that whole match. It's
1: amazing. This oh could move. He really could. We get the best part of that match is when oh <laughs> hey, I've, i sorry I'm late. I know you.
3: I know it was uh, Car Man versus Posh Man. I arrived. <laughs> I'm Denim
0: Man. I'm Denim Man. <laughs> hey, Game Boy. a <laughs> <Hey>, pre-Game Boy.
1: <laughs> Beat up Drive Man. Beat-
3: <laughs> Drive Man. Why do they all sound like Mega Man bosses when Bulldog's talking about them?
1: Because Bulldog's innovative, that's why. <laughs>
3: I arrived during that triple threat between Posh Man, Car Man and Zebra Man. <laughs> that's the ref oh never mind never mind Bulldog. <laughs> he thought it was a zebra kid it's so basically the first the first indicator in case you missed Raw where Bulldog beat up Diesel if you weren't sure that Bulldog was a bad guy now he is now no longer punctual <laughs>
0: <That's Boo!
3: true. laughs> Bill Watts is going to fine him for being late <laughs> he's getting I don't care about get cowboy man fining me for being late, <laughs> went for dinner with my mate, America Man. Your son,
1: Spaceman, can't get over. <laughs> and his mate, other Spaceman. And they call him Spaceman because of the space between his feet and his opponent when he throws a drop kick.
3: <laughs> spaceman, because that's, that's what people do when they see him. They, they give him Spaceman. <laughs> What's the be best dropkick in the business? Nah, he's, he's always done a bloody good dropkick. Yes, he has as old Bobby Oli.
1: Bobby Oli's always been underrated.
3: Do you think? Do you think um, if he made a comeback, he, there's a place for him? If he made like a, a relatively mainstream comeback, you can make like a Finley-esque comeback where he's just like the
1: badass old guy. Yeah, that nobody messes with.
3: I feel like WWE would have him back for one more run.
1: He wrote one of the best memoirs I've ever read. The Hardcore Truth. <laughs> We've talked about it on the SmackDown review,
3: and uh, there's just there's one particular bit when he when he's on the set of a film and they give him a hotel for the night, and he he talks like he's never stayed at a posh hotel. <laughs> it's
1: like I had no. two bathrooms. It was crazy. Well, <laughs> being, a, being a midcard wrestler, and this isn't a knock or anything. I mean, they don't always get like the greatest accommodations. Mm,
4: that's you true. Got,
1: you, you gotta get your own room. You gotta. I'm sure someone like Holly wasn't, wasn't a big spender. Like I can't see him being, being the lavish short, can you? What are you talking about? he he's His hair has been clearly freshly permed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just, yeah. Holly looks like the bass player for, like... <clears throat> trying to think of a, of a, of a, of a good one. Oh, a Van Halen talent.
3: tribute band.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. I was like a, I took the drummer for Skid Row. <laughs> Scudrow, Skid No, and the, the people in, 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 in he bought off t shirts are very upset. <laughs> that's uh, that's Brock Lesnar there booing his future opponents. Yeah. <laughs> I think Brock would have been like a high graduated high school at this point.
3: <laughs> Brock Lesnar is the same size as he is now yeah. as he is at this point.
1: Brock graduates, he throws his in the area, takes down a plane. Oh, what
3: is this? The WWF boat. Oh, no. <laughs> the Stridex boat. It was a Stridex. <laughs> oh, my God. Stridex
1: boat. The pimple <laughs> popping boat. <laughs> <laughs> what is this guy? It's Bam Bam. Look at this. Oh,
3: I, I I miss these. When WWF would take over the city for the weekend. Like
1: they don't do these anymore, they should. Yeah. Gun show from bam bam. See Mabel in front not wearing the shirt because he's a heel. (laughs) Tug of war on a boat. It sounds unadvisable.
3: This is amazing. Because all the cameras are so far away.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Who won? I'm I'm guessing I'm guessing the wrestlers. They beat the (laughs) civilians. I want to see someone get pulled into the water. Rather well, than all the goodies
3: jumping in and having a lovely day.
1: I got a nice 450 splash in the world. Did you see that? That nice, that. I love that. You're getting hired. <laughs> oh, here we go. This is this is the money
3: right now. So that was fun. A bit of WWF on a boat. Chris Jericho's okay, somewhere getting a good idea.
1: Enough having fun. Here's Eli and Jacob Blue. <laughs> here are the, the bankrollers of, of Impact Wrestling. Hang on, Dutch is here. This makes it even better. Oh, my gosh. Uncle Zavakaya. We haven't seen these guys in like months on Raw. And all of a sudden, they are on a pay-per-view. Yeah, they're like, they're, I guess they're like part-timers.
3: <laughs> they, they only come out for pay-per-views. Jacob and Eli Blue are clearly pay-per-view guys. <laughs> that's
1: right. They're like... Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar and Sting. Well, they got in quick. Yes, they did. They, they like, shifted their way in.
3: Oh, that's weird. Like... I presume they were just ringside already, waiting for the music to hit. Oh, that's a weird weird bit of production. (laughs) That felt like like it was edited. Like they might have edited their entrance because all we got was them just sort of warming up in the ring and not pandering to the crowd. That was a weird... That felt different to normal and it stands out.
1: That is unusual. Mm. So that's... I, I can say it's a very weird look on Eli and Jacob, the, uh, the sort of rustic-looking sleeveless shirt with tights. But I
3: like them. They st- I, mean, I mean, like, stylistically, they stand out. I'm not against the idea of sort of mountain men twins who just come and batter people. It's just a shame they're a bit crap. Yeah. I'm not against the whole idea. Oh, by the way, uh, Hunter Hearst, Elmsley, and Bob Ollie, uh one and three-quarter stars.
1: I might have gone a little higher, but that's fair.
3: Keeping track at home. But yeah, I, I, like the, I like the Mountain Men gimmick. Just didn't really buy them as performers. This is already better than their match at WrestleMania 11, where they clearly had amnesia just before and forgot what wrestling was.
1: Look yeah, feathery Billy's hair is here.
3: It's very feathery hair. It's got a good like mullet Mr. going on there. It's like Mr. Perfect some strong mullets at this time in wrestling i'm Including i my kyoto has got a gorgeous mullet like understated mm. like it, i feel like he could he could go to many a fancy dinner and make that look a, like a palatable mullet <laughs> this
1: was this was like the end of the mullet theoretically except for mike Austin, who didn't get the memo and didn't want to get the memo <laughs> he just ignored that
3: memo like it was a, like it was a final <laughs> demand from a billing company Mike Awesome had a
1: beautiful mullet.
3: He really did. man was, was a, be- a stunning mullet.
1: He was like Samson Delilah. Once, once he cut it off, he wasn't the same.
3: Yeah, he just became another guy. Just become a another star, and it was it was a sad time.
1: Mm-hmm. So, we got some fluid tag team wrestling here from the Guns. This is very pretty. This is very pretty from the Guns at this point. Well, they're kind of like all you really have for like potable tag teams.
3: I know we um, we very rarely talk about um, modern wrestling, but at the time of recording, uh, the Friday before this, we had the first episode of Rampage, and I wanted just to... Oh, my. That's nice. H-bomb. That's nice. The bomb The Harris bomb. That's mm-hmm. a lovely bit of finish there. Hey, Vince is going to be living all these people doing powerbomb variations.
1: <laughs> Vince is going to be <laughs> spitting feathers. Well, if he's got a problem with it, let's see him get Mabel up. you you booked the fence see if your boy can do it good luck lad good luck with that but
3: top marks to aew by the way who who found the the miracle formula that that made justin and i fall in love with early raw that being a wrestling show that's barely an hour Mm. (laughs) that's and so that's why i like rampage it was three really beefy matches and it was an hour done
1: more of that please thank you I did enjoy having Jericho Bartlett on commentary.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. Can anybody hear me? <laughs> I thought they balanced it well, the four-person booth. I was really nervous, thinking it's just going to be a noise. And it wasn't
1: perfect, but I thought it was good. I want Mark Henry and Chris Jericho to form a tag team called Contrast. <laughs> Mark me? Yeah, I hear you, Chris.
4: <laughs> Should I talk
1: louder? No, you're fine. <laughs> I liked Mark
3: doubling up as the, uh, the backstage interviewer mm-hmm. as well. I, I, I presume that's why he got into shape because he'd have to be running back and forth a lot. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. He's mean, very good, Jeans. <laughs> yeah. See, he could be mean Mark and Flair can go, me.
4: <laughs> Woo! <Woo-hoo! laughs> My God! Mark! <laughs>
3: I hope he does when Ric Flair inevitably rocks up at AEW hopefully
1: they bring Sid back and reform the horseman
3: well we were talking about this on one of the news videos this week how um, we're going to have Arn Flair and Tully and they should just troll with the fourth I said Paul Roma." I said get Paul Roma in and now the gang is complete
1: (laughs) Kendall (laughs) Wyndham for the five minutes he was in the group Put just, just, oh, you hey, could have some fun. Hey, Milenko's there. He was, he was, he was one of the last horsemen. Malenko's a horse. There's, there's a
3: good, there, you've got a good selection to choose from, but pay for pretty poor Roma, please.
1: And here's the fourth horseman, Fuego del Sol. Oh, that'll get over. The Alabama Luchador.
3: <laughs> I think the Fuego um, Miro match might be one of my favorite squash matches, even though it wasn't
1: oh. a squash match. Yeah, it, it was spirited, it was two minutes,
3: yeah, and it had a really happy ending with Fuego getting the contract anyway,
1: which he didn't know was coming,
3: Which he didn't know, and it just warms my soul. Oh, they give yeah. us so much in an hour, See. thank you, AEW. And, and it's, it's awful because you get accused so often of being on the payroll, and oh, you just like it because no, no, they just make I like the fact they're making good things. It's nothing See. like if they were if WWE get good again, I will celebrate that.
1: You see, but AEW is the company where wrestlers get jobs during the Friday show. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Big difference. I got to say, I was kind of down with this match. This match is not crap. It's all right, isn't it? It's not. It's pacey.
3: And it's about to finish. So the timing of it is exquisite. It's all action. There you go. You know what? Crowd, get- oh, by the hot. way, so- sign in the crowds saying get a haircut. They can shut up. This is beautiful haircuts. Beat them up, Kyoto. <laughs> this, so far, this has been great. Three matches. B- bosh, bosh, bosh. Like, all pacey. Mm-hmm. Good finishes. It's
1: been a good show so far. See, this is where I feel like TV wrestling over the years has kind of ruined shows like this because you expect... You expect better than this on a pay-per-view today, even though this is, this is like a good TV match now. Yeah. Let's see. I miss this because back then you didn't get everything every single week. You had to wait to the pay-per-view to get matches of, of this caliber.
3: I still think that's a formula that, that any good company should try and adhere to. It's difficult when, you know, everyone's attention spans are shorter and you've got to do things, do things, do things, do things. But... If you can, like, for example, the Kenny Omega Hangman Page thing, like that is something that you will say for a pay per view. Mm-hmm. There's no way they'll deliver that on live television.
1: <laughs>
3: Meanwhile, Barry Horowitz is about to get on pay per view. Yeah.
1: Yes, he is for the first time ever.
3: I look how healthy Sonny looks. Yeah, that's all I can think of when I watch these back with the justice. Like, she just looks healthy.
1: <laughs> I. All I can think of is, especially now with the carry and crossing that's been going on. Yeah. When Cornette, when Cornette made his prediction, when when Cross and uh, Scarlet first showed up at NXT, he joked at Brian Lass and said, "Markhamer looks a little bit different now, doesn't he?" <laughs> referring to how fast they uh, ignored the male half of the act in favor of the good-looking blonde of the two, mm-hmm. and chose to push her instead of the male, push her solo from them. Well, we're going to see that here with Sonny before long. Yeah. Candida was just. Kendita, Sherman and had the audacity to be five foot
3: eight. Is is
1: it
3: is, a, it is that is a great bar. He Looks a little bit Eddie the Eagle Edwards there, which is a bit of a a, a sporting historical uh, nod. Eddie the Eagle. Yes. Are you familiar with Eddie the Eagle? Only the ski jumper. He was indeed. They made a film about him starring Hugh Jackman. Um, mm-hmm. He was the the ski jumper who just became a star because
1: he wasn't that he was, good at ski jumping. Yeah, he was Olympian anyway. That's like me yeah. being on the basketball team.
3: Absolutely, but people loved. People fell in love with him, and he became a talking point of the, of the Winter Olympics. Mm-hmm. And uh, and God love him, he's a lovely man. Mm-hmm. I, had the, I had the great honour to interview him many years ago. And, really? Uh, yeah, for a radio show I used to do. He was promoting something, and I had the chance to have a chat with him. He's a lovely
1: man. Did you interview his partner, Davey the Condor Richards?
4: <laughs> yeah, I <made> saw.
1: <laughs> American birds.
3: American <laughs> birds.
1: You flap and then you do the clap. Just the flap and clap. Yeah, I believe this is the debut of um, the rockin' version of Ava Nagila they, they gave Barry Harwood. <gasps> is it? Tom's bobbing along to it. Beautiful.
0: Bit. Oh, look at this! Straight in! Oh, <laughs> my God! Putting Barry over! Come
1: on, Barry! Oh, I'm look at attacked. that! I'm being attacked by a man with a mullet and suspenders. Oh, no shirt, just suspenders. The hold up his underwear. See, by just
3: watching Raw, I don't think we've seen a lot of Barry Horowitz. Certainly not as much as we've done if we've been Six watching... 619, like, no, never mind. Super. <laughs> <Six> one, no. <laughs> 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 it's broken already the
1: dungarees the are down he means People, business no they're just broken I think when Kurt Angle pulls the straps down when Barry Hart pulls the suspenders down That's <laughs> go time oh
3: One my god it.
0: he's amazing
1: he wished you a
3: happy Christmas didn't he
1: yes he did and it was very nice
3: yeah. to do that what a lovely man Barry Horowitz is. wishing Justin Henry a happy Christmas I didn't even pay him to. He was just like, What's Justin's email address? I want to wish him a happy Christmas. Hey, Barry,
1: of course. Was it because he knew how he he knew I would praise him effusively during this match? That's why he knew that we would do a SummerSlam 95 watch along
3: soon. So he wanted to get some some goodwill in with Justin Henry from off of America (laughs) before we got there. Smart man. Gar, this is a guy who knows this is his moment and it might be his only moment. So he's just going for it.
1: What are you talking about? He was the GWF light heavyweight champion.
3: <laughs> oh, the pat on the back.
1: Oh, God, love Barry Hart. I love Barry. Make him the champ immediately. <laughs> I should remind you though, that this is not Horowitz's first pay-per-view match. What was his first one? He was the Red Knight at the, the 93 Survivor Series. Of course he was. Of he, course he was. And we knew it was him because he kept going, ah, right, and, as he sold everything. We know it was him because he kept patting himself on the back. Oh my god! This is too look a,
0: good.
1: Look at horror wits.
0: This
3: is too good.
1: <laughs> He's got horror wits about him.
3: is even like, stop it, ref! This is too good a match. <laughs> oh,
1: I,
0: mean, just,
1: I know Sunny at her best was always praised for her looks, and she certainly had those, but. God damn, she was good at like emoting and selling. Oh, and... She played to the back of the room. She was a, such a dynamic personality. She brought so much to the table.
3: She really did. Yeah, just like a big character. Like, like knew understood the assignment. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> <Earl>! <laughs> oh my! This is so good.
1: Jim Cornette once claimed that Sonny almost almost beat him in a wrestling trivia contest. Oh, really? And Cornette's like a wrestling historian, so for Sonny to come that close, apparently, is uh very impressive. So uh, she knows her stuff.
3: I thought she'd been kicked out of ringside just now.
1: And she she's holding it out of the ring. My gosh, this has been great. Well, it's Candido and Harwitz, two pros. God love them. God love them. God Candido got a role deal in this company. Give me
3: Barry and Roman Reigns right now, you cowards. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, he got a raw, yeah. The, I mean, at this point, he is, you know, he's making chicken salad out of chicken, you know what.
4: Mm.
3: And he's just kind of going, I'm just going to go out there and wrestle, and that's all I can do. All I can do is go out there and wrestle my face off.
1: Against Unfortunately, Big they saw how, saw how tall he was and then realized that in 1995, that he wasn't going to go far, which is a shame. Hmm. former NWA champion at this time Ooh, Barry Candido
3: I know it's just... <laughs> Barry's NWA title run
1: could have happened he was talented what belts, enough
3: what belts did Barry win
1: GWF late heavyweight mm-hmm. that's all I could think of
3: <laughs> I'm going to uh... I'm going to have a look now and see Oh yeah, in the in the notes of Absender, Yeah, you're right. Uh, Barry Carrs came out to uh, have a nagila, a Jewish dancing song. Nagila, Hava nagila, but like a jumped up version. Of it. Why was he not booked on the Mighty Maccabee show? There's a question for you. That was
1: that was something.
3: That was um. Oh, thank you to Brian Zane for. Uh, keeping me informed with that particular one
1: i think Iron am sure had like a 20 minute match when i was 50 years old <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't designed as an iron man 50 minute it was just very slow <laughs> I, I believe all videos of that show have erased the iron sheep promo that uh, Steve steve told the story about oh which, which i won't get into here but my <laughs> god is that such a wild story
3: so uh, Barry howowitz title reign, history. Um, a former NWA Florida heavyweight champion. Did you call him Barry
1: Howlwitz? Horowitz. Might have been Barry Max How- and- Howitzer. <laughs> Barry Howitz. He's, he's like Luger. He's the new gun. <laughs> he's joined Bill- Billy and Bart. <laughs> Billy,
3: Bart, <Yeah>. Barry.
1: <laughs> it works. Yeah, he's got a mullet, so it's perfect. And
3: it's a mullet. Book it now, Vince, you coward. Uh, AWA Southern tag champ uh, with Sheik Donovan. He was, as Justin Henry said, GWF light heavyweight champion multiple times. Yes, he was uh, a uh, he was a the a BCW Can-Am tag team champion along, along with Otis Apollo. Uh, he was a hardcore champion <laughs> in two thousand and two for um F, for Future of Wrestling. That, that was in Florida. Yep, FOW three times. A like, three time hardcore champion. Um. Hardcore Horowitz Horowitz in the future of wrestling. Just want to let that name sink in. And uh, he was an MEWF Mid Atlantic champion in 2002. And he hasn't won a belt since 02, which makes me sad. I believe he's still active. Yeah. Uh, Oh, wait. No. His last match was in
1: 2013, apparently. So he's not. I mean, once you get to a certain age, you can't be challenged for belts. Why not? SummerSlam this weekend. Watch John Cena challenge room Reigns for the Universal <laughs> Title, and Bill Goldberg challenge Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship. Future of wrestling. Future of wrestling. Boy, Pittsburgh's hot here.
3: They love Barry.
0: Barry says press.
1: They love themselves a little bit of Barry. Oh, kudos for you. <laughs> Kudos for you keeping saving Barry and, and talk about crowd love, and then res- restraining yourself from bringing up Barry the shark. <laughs> Truth be told,
3: um, I actually don't know where Barry the shark is right now. Not not in a storyline sense. It's just that I've had a tied up in the house recently, and I've put him somewhere, <laughs> and I can't find him. I've got <laughs> Gary the shark in this drawer here, um, but but. You know, like the, very much a, very much akin to like the new Blackjacks. Gary the Shark isn't as big a draw, so in the in the draw he stays.
1: <laughs> how about how, how about the priest's cousin, Perry the Shark? Is he around?
3: <laughs> Baja! <Badger! laughs> I'm Perry the Shark. <laughs> Baguette. That's that's exactly how he talks.
1: Very very Father Ted esque. <laughs> Hello, Father. <laughs> I hear you're a racist
0: now, Father.
1: <laughs> but while we're watching this match, um, Angel, do me a favor. Of Google course. Google image sir. search the name Doug Peterson. Peterson with a D, not a T. The former, e- my former Eagles head coach. Tell me he doesn't look just like Father Ted. Doug Peterson Eagles. Okay.
2: <laughs> it, hit, it,
1: hit, it hit me the other day.
3: I'll oh, he is very Father Ted. Oh, he's very Ted Crilly. Oh, that's a good look, and a little bit Mister Kennedy as well.
1: Really, I never I never considered I that. Think a
3: little bit Mister Kennedy, a, a very much, uh, very much Father Ted Crilly. Sadly, that's... no longer
1: with. Mm-hmm. I was watching the I Hear Your Races Now clip the other day on YouTube. and uh, It's great. For that, that whole
3: episode, like, is just wonderful. Oh my God, it's Coach Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> he joined the parish. If you enjoy the, the humor of Father Ted, um, this isn't a groundbreaking comparison because it's been around for many years, but the IT crowd is very much sort of like the love letter to that style because they could, obviously they couldn't make any more Father Ted's when, when, mm-hmm. when the actor died. So the mm-hmm. IET crowd is, a, is a, a, a similar sense of humor to Father Ted. Like you okay. watch it and you feel like it's written by the same guy, um, but it feels very much like Father Ted in terms of its delivery and its style um, and its sort of moments of moments of very beautiful uh, storytelling and then just wacky curveballs that come f- flying at you at top speed. Sure.
1: I do notice uh, Candido doing the um, – what happened there? I don't even know what that was. It's like a I glitch. Admit- <laughs> I
3: believe Candido did a glitch. This it might have been the longest match of the night so far. I think it is, and Barry
1: Horowitz is in it. And Big Barry is going the distance in it. I mean, it's been a good match. I'm, I'm, I, that's not a criticism at all. Do you think, if, you know, as, a, as a wrestling
3: historian that you are, sir, like was always the plan to get Barry over, or was it like a sort of happy accident that they saw a lot of love for Horowitz and they just sort of went
1: with it? Well, I think if you're going to put him over Candido in that match the way they did, then I think you're kind of, you know, telegraphing that you want to go somewhere with him in the future. You don't just do a one-off the screw with Candido and then have that be that. I think it's just, there's a dearth of stars at that point. You need to try something.
3: Yeah, you need to try and create
1: something. Uh Uh-oh. What? Well, you see, um, for those of you who had already forgotten the pre-match video, and I almost did, Hakushi had lost to Horowitz early, earlier that day on Action Zone.
4: Yes.
1: When Candido's tomfoolery cost Hakushi the match inadvertently. So, are we building to
3: Hakushi versus Candido, or Hakushi versus Horowitz too? Either way, I mean, I mean, Hakushi. it's Hakushi versus Earl. <laughs> My hats ha- are not yours to sell. Hakushi. <laughs> Hakushi versus this. Whoa. Nice! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. Justin, just I think this is Justin. I genuinely think this is my favorite pay per view that you and I have watched. Well, I genuinely this so far everything's been for me. Ding, ding, ding! I told you it was a good show. It's, it's great.
1: great
3: <laughs> I'm at, hey. I, I as I said to you many times, I would rather be happy than right. Wait, 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 we'd be fair. Is this better than Mania 10? Oh, if they'd have that 10-man tag in the bag, like they promised, <laughs> it might be a different story.
1: That'd be like the one I would say. Maybe. Like, don't, don't hug girl. you don't know where he's been.
3: <laughs> I give WrestleMania 10 a C.
1: <laughs> How dare you?
3: see <laughs> yeah, for clearly perfect. See for... Uh, C see it was okay <laughs> that was a great spot by
1: harkushi i loved that
3: harkushi versus skip i'm not against it
1: i Some hear the 6 million dollar man i hear the 6 million dollar man ch- 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 as harkushi took to the air so good
3: this is it barry leaving through the crowd in sheer excitement oh here he is uh. now Shane you can't rub your hands together enough that's your there's your
1: there's your plan. He's make sure the is totally flat. <laughs> when I was twelve years old, I wanted the Red Rider BB gun for Christmas. <laughs> my parents wouldn't get me one because they said I would shoot my eye out. <laughs> That's great.
3: Oh, he's got the brain scan on the go.
1: Also, I beat up a bully on the way home by throwing the worst punches you've ever seen. <laughs> and my mom had to come and get me. <laughs> I beat so up the psychic I... because he reminded me of Paul Heyman.
3: <laughs> I'm going to say this, right? I'm not against the, pros- the, the the premise of a school teacher gimmick. I'm just sad that it's attached to Shane Douglas.
1: Yes. Or at least let him do it like franchise style, if, if, if at all applicable. This feels a bit more franchise
3: style than the others have. Because the others, he's been very soft-spoken. This, there's a bit more energy in the gut from there's Shane no Douglas. take two because this is
1: live. Take that, Vince. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you, Cut right, the I fucking want, diction. I just, I just want to point out, this is on the one-year anniversary of when he threw down the NWA title. Oh. What a difference a year makes. But ironically,
3: he's talking about the word vivify, which is to give renewed energy.
1: That's true. Like That's I did a year ago. When that belt died, RIP 7 years ago. I never be to have to see Todd.
3: <laughs> Vince Actually, back to you. Cut to Todd.
1: So who is Todd going to be talking to here? Vince need, uh, Todd needs a haircut. I know that much. His he, hair like Edward hands here.
3: Oh. nice! I like the and there goes the ladder. I like that bit. That yeah. that felt like it wasn't meant to happen.
1: It wasn't meant to happen. Speaking of glorious malson Sean had a an all timer here. Along with so, twelve earrings, he's very earringy here. If if Sean had a match with Shayna Baszler, she'd choke him out with with his earrings. <laughs> we were meant to
3: be getting um, Sean and Sid tonight. Yes, but they 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 just did a one eighty on that and went actually no because they said we need more marquee matches for the night, which is why we have this ladder match. Mm-hmm. Is that is that right? Is that the story that I'm telling right so far?
1: Yes, they were. Um, after King of the Ring bombed, they were getting more cold feet on what they were putting forward, and they knew, and, and and plus it was also a way to ingratiate Monsoon with the fans because they wanted to, like by have by have him make the make the super cool decision to give them the ultimate rematch from WrestleMania 10. Like, hey, Monsoon's cool. He gave us that match. Yeah. yeah. By the way, uh, Harwood's and Skip three stars from Uncle Dave nice i think that's worthy i'd have maybe gone three
3: and a half for that leap by uh hakushi at the end
1: the guns versus the blues however you only gave one and a quarter oh that definitely needed 2 they've rewatched that match yeah so far they've all been they've all been good they've
3: all been good oh okay currently okay. in the ring <laughs> okay okay
1: well the buck has
3: to stop somewhere
1: and another time, this would have been a better match. Mm.
3: Monster Ripper, now just a, a Ripper monster.
1: You can tell she's uncouth because you're not working the hard cam.
3: Yeah, that's saying so you know, you're a baddie. Look now that way. Is. Interesting decision just to go. We've got like a, a killer from uh, the legend of Japanese wrestling. We're just going to make her like this sort of trailer trash gimmick with Harvey Whipple. <laughs> Did you
1: okay, I She looked there, yeah. Well, she stood next to Harvey and um, she turned. She was doing she was doing the whole like mm, mm, whatever. She's just like, Oh, I'll just do whatever. Just let me wrestle. Oh, cool. Alundra's opening a nightclub.
3: I <laughs> Alund- Alundra <Illizzi>. mm. Blase. Blaze, <laughs> Alundra Blase. Oh, that's nice. Nice silhouette in there. That's good. She's Blonde. She's pumping it a bit. I like that a lot. That's a pretty, sh- that's a pretty superstar entrance. That it is for for the time period that we are currently in. Big Bertha, Faye, Lest we forget. Of course,
1: that's her gimmick. Mm-hmm.
3: So this is a match that is about a hundred years in the making because they they teased this when Blake when Bertha turned up as Monster Ripper. And then during that time between then and a few weeks later, she just became this weird sort of trailer trash chick.
1: Yeah, pretty much. And it's uh I and mean, we ain't seen Blaze since.
3: Imagine was... if, imagine if Vince had just on this night just gone sod it. Let's throw <laughs> caution to the wind, let it be Monster Ripper versus Lunger Blaze, no holes barred, no disqualification. That wasn't gonna happen though. <laughs> oh, it certainly wasn't, but oh my days. That could have been, uh, that could have been spash. Because that would have hidden a lot of the uh, the, the the issues that, that at this point Monster Ripper has. Like, this is sort of the tail end of Ripper's career. So she's not the athlete she was. Well, it's not, you... just a,
1: it's not even just that, man. According to her, she was reprimanded for doing the moves that the guys do.
3: Oh, jeez.
1: No power bomb because that's Diesel's finish and Sid's finish.
3: Except that everyone an tonight has done variations on a power bomb. Mm-hmm. But it's a guy's move, right?
1: This was not the women's evolution.
3: Dev- devolution, if anything.
1: We weren't even in the diva area yet. Yeah, that's sweep the leg.
3: <clears throat> Fair play to a few of these matches that are working. You know, with limitations. It's like before each match, they've had a phone call from Triple Jump's rules boss, who's just got okay. You cannot do any of your power moves. You cannot use the ladder as a weapon. <laughs> and they're just sort of making it work despite that. This is my first time watching Bertha Faye and Alundra Blaze. I've heard a lot about this. And I think she's owning the character as much as she can. I, I, see, I, 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 see, I hear what you're saying from a minute ago, like a semblance of reluctance. Yeah, just just like, well, I guess Kiss the crowd, I guess. Fancy a Whipperman, I guess.
1: Yeah, it's just I don't know, this is it's a bit weird to watch now knowing more than ever just how much Bertha hated doing this.
3: Yeah. Like this but so when she signed like, was she aware that it was all going to go this way? Or was it when she was on the books, they just went, ah, I see you in polka dots. <laughs> kind of like the type thing, which
1: like, I mean, I'm not really sure. But you got to remember you know, her first night, she showed up in, in the Monster Ripper attire. Yeah. In the, the single. That's exciting. So I'm guessing they had to be sprung on her later. Yeah. Like, oh, by the way,
3: we're going to try this thing with you. And you work for us. So you don't really get a say in the matter.
1: I mean, I get maybe you don't want to rehash Bull Kano by having a, you know, two similar monster heels in a row. Yeah. But you could have done something more dignified than this. You could have done something
3: slightly
1: different and not made it too
3: um Kano-esque. But even so, like, just Alundra Blaze fighting the monsters of the, of the world of women's wrestling is still a good story. Yeah. You know, I like, and even Harvey being involved. I'm not against Harvey being the one that brings these people in. Like that's a, that in itself is there's there's something storyliney you can have some fun with there. Do a whole thing where like Harvey wants to manage Alundra Blaze, Blaze says no, you're a weird sweaty creep, get away. So then Harvey just devotes his time to bringing in all these monsters from around the
1: world. Simple. Oh, damn distraction. I like Harvey's inverted Joker outfit he has on.
3: <laughs> Did I ever tell you how... I- <laughs> Did I ever tell you how I got these stars? <laughs> these minus stars.
1: <laughs> My promoter loved comedy. Especially <laughs> the bad comedy. One night, he went off crazier than usual. He said, Harvey put this suit on. And then he gave me an endless slew of unpushable heels to work with. And I and I looked so unhappy. And he said, Why so serious? <laughs> <laughs> A decent Rana there.
3: I uh, eventually I decided, why should I hire somebody to take the women's title when I could just take it myself?
1: Mm. <laughs> So uh, I put on the wig and I enter that Snow Bunny match with Stacy the Cat Carter. <laughs> I like Harvey the Joker. John! <laughs> Harvey uh, the Joker! <laughs> Screw you, this is my move. Oh! Oh! That was a little clunk. Did she pull a Hogan at WrestleMania 6 and get her shoulder up anyway? I think she did. And now she's
3: like, she's pushing herself out of the ring like a flounder. That was fun. <laughs> now, that was a, a very, like, a sudden finish. But I think because she got the shoulder right at the end, maybe suggested something went a bit wrong there?
1: It's possible. Let me check my notes. Well, Dave gave it a dud. <laughs> oh. and in, in fairness, that was a clunky match. It wasn't... He's not wrong. Yeah, it was... It wasn't good.
4: There's... A... Hey, oh, there's
1: there. Jr. Hey! are you on headset, Jim? Beat up Vince and take it from him. Uh, so... Jim has a look on his face like, I wish Bill Watts would start at Mid-South again.
3: <laughs> I do like uh, Jim Ross's uh, uh, under under ch- in jacket there, the vest there that kind of looks like, what was that then from Jim? You dirty old man.
0: And <laughs> <laughs> he just took a good look at Bertha's ass and shook his head. <laughs> you dirty boy, Jim.
1: Uh Man who has spent uh... the rest of his
3: days liking Charlotte Flair's <laughs> bikini shots on Twitter. Time is a time. <gasps> We're close to time. We're close to time. Um, <laughs> yeah, Dud from and uh Dave, very disparaging about this match on The Observer says they tried, but Faye is awful. Blaze comes off as a bad. Yumika Hota invitation. <laughs> Yumika Hota invitation with the kicks. Blaze tried some nice moves. Faye wasn't graceful enough to do her part. Blaze hit two drop kicks off the middle rope, missed a third, pinned with a power bomb, dud. <laughs> mwah, mwah mwah. I it wasn't good. It really wasn't. We were doing we were running hot until then on this show. Is this one of those nights, Justin, where it starts really well and then the second half is just. Well, Bil- it,
1: It'll pick up. It'll pick up and with, with a few matches. As Shane McMahon.
3: <laughs> here, oh, here comes basham. the Basham. Here comes the Basham. Basham, 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 Basham. basham. See, it's even I've got no dollar, dollar. I've got no dollars.
1: Ding ding, bling bling, Ohio Valley. If you're not talking money then that's app cuz I work for Ohio Valley. <laughs> You're talking bounce checks, then you're talking, don't
3: matter. I have no evidence that the checks bounce in Ohio Valley. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I like how they've rattled off like so many matches because we've still got like a decent amount of time left on this pay per view, so some of these matches can get given a bit more time.
1: I spent 95 being undead, my career was going great until Jay, until Larry Nice made me shave my head. <laughs> <laughs> Basing, bashing,
3: bashing, 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 <laughs> bashing, bashing, <laughs> bashing.
1: Comes the double wide, double deep casket. Double wide, double deep. It's funny because last week,
3: um, Matthew and I watched Survivor Series 2000 on the Classic oh, Smackdown lovely. review. And this is the match here that between two guys who swapped trousers that night. <laughs>
1: I was gonna say, uh, Taker snakeskin pants.
3: Yeah, I I love the story of the Undertaker's snakeskin
1: trousers. Like his gear didn't arrive, so he borrowed the
0: Godfather's trousers.
1: That match made me so happy because I was a Kurt Angle fan, mm. and my attitude era friends in school all insisted the Taker had to win that match because it was the decade of destruction. <laughs> and like, and they're like, he's gonna win. He has to win. And, like, and then, and then, evil Eric Angle shows up. Oh, it was so good. I I felt so vindicated.
3: He didn't look in any fit state to win a title that night. He just, this is like we've had Biker Taker and now we're kind of in this sort of weird ginger bum era of The Undertaker. (laughs) Where he's just like, he's just wearing whatever he rolled out of bed with that day. (laughs) and Maybe, maybe if we're lucky, put some
1: slacks on. (laughs) The Undertaker's a Walmart. (laughs) He's a shopper at Walmart. I I mean, I shop at Walmart, but I dress sensibly.
3: (laughs) That's all right. It's okay. Most of my outfits are from either Tesco or Primark, or as we call them over here, Primarni. (laughs) I'm more than happy, and I'm proud as heck, to buy three
1: shirts for eight pounds (laughs) some days. I like Tigger's Mac Tonight skin tone he has going. (laughs) He doesn't look well. (laughs) Mind you, he's
3: dead, so I guess he's not supposed to. Yeah, Maybe a Brian Lee. What if it's Brian? What if it's been Brian Lee all along? Yeah,
1: really. And the only night where it was Mark Calloway was SummerSlam 94. What if Mark Calloway changes gimmick after that? I want to be Aldo Montoya. <laughs> here, here, put this on. Um, uh, all right, mate, go for it. <laughs> Knock yourself <laughs> out, I guess. My lifelong dream to smell jock fumes for the rest of my career. <laughs> The karma gimmick,
3: mate. We've talked about it. We've watched how this many inception. currently in the rings are there on this show? They must just be trying to rattle through all this. Maybe they think people will switch. No, it's pay per view. It doesn't matter if people switch off, they bought it.
1: Like, I don't know whether they're just trying to give the impression of pace. Maybe it's my dream tag team, pimp or die. <laughs> <laughs> Dead hookers. <laughs> I've never seen so many dead hookers in all my life. Lord knows I have. (laughs) Any scene where you have Chris Farley watching TV in a bar, yelling, and there's the hooker to bit my nose off, and he runs out angrily. (laughs) Has to be a a good scene. There's Chris Farley right
3: there.
0: Watch me do my dance that everybody puts in gift. This my lasting
3: legacy
1: to a certain generation. Chris Farley was a
3: genius and so was Paul Bear. 100%. percent i just sad that a whole generation just knows him as, oh, that big
1: dancing bloke who's in the gifts In GIF form. If you've never seen the um, Coffee Crystals commercial parody from Saturday Night Live, where Chris Farley snaps and tries to kill everybody in the restaurant, <laughs> then you have no idea what you're missing. <laughs> so, Tomasa, do you have the transcript of Vince? I certainly do. Are we doing this now?
3: I guess we're doing it now. Okay. So, a little bit of backstory to this. I'm, mate, I'm so excited. I've waited weeks to do this. So, um, back on, uh, back on Monday Night Raw about five, maybe six weeks ago, Vince McMahon announced a partnership with America Online. And it was the other week where Vince McMahon revealed that he was going to be part of an AOL chat. So you could join in the AOL chat room and Vince McMahon will answer any questions you want about the wrestling. So this is in the eras before voice chat, before webcams and all of that stuff. So we just had text. So we just have to assume that these. this is Vince McMahon sat here. I did a bit of digging on the internet and I managed to find using the internet archive, um, the, the transcript of Vince McMahon's chat with the fans. And and I took a few choice cuts from it. So here are some highlights from Vince McMahon's AOL chat question from somebody in the crowd in the, in the chat. Uh, Mr. McMahon, have you ever talked to Ted Turner about a supercard with WWF and WCW wrestlers wrestling each other? You could call it WrestleFest. (laughs) Uh, Vince McM on AOL Chat says, no, I've never talked to Ted Turner about a supercard, but Bill Shaw has talked about it with me. In addition, Mr. Shaw said he would be a moron if I did not accept his invitation. Since that time, I often sit in the corner with a dunce hat on, babbling to myself. (laughs) So we're off to a good start with some banter about Bill Shaw. Um, Question, what role does Bill Watts play in the WWF now? Vince McM. Bill Watts has just joined our creative staff and his first task is to set up the wrestling ring in Madison Square Garden to make sure the ring ropes are tight at all (laughs) times. Thanks for asking, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Any chance of a job, not Eric Watts. Um question: where do you recruit most of your new talent from? Vince McM. Generally speaking, new WWF superstars come from all areas. Such, <laughs> such as Mars, Pluto, and on occasion, Uranus.
1: Oh, this,
3: this might universe. be
1: vince <laughs> i'm pretty sure this is vince
3: <laughs> i think this is vince
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> usually we have the volleyball player go to go to tall mankind and pick the winners out and then bring them back to me
3: <laughs> go i give somebody four magic beans and say go find hunky men um the wwf desperately needs more tag team talent what can we expect in the near future Somebody tell you any concerned about the, the, the tag division in 1995? Vince McMahon. Vince, Mc says shut the
1: fuck up and die.
3: <laughs> close, close. <laughs> he says, Howard Finkel is looking for a new tag team partner. <laughs> Anyone out there who would like to team up with Howard, please let us know. This Hang on, we got ex- casket Cam. <laughs> <laughs> this excludes you, Harvey Whippleman, because I know you're online. <laughs>
1: What does that mean? <laughs> is, is, is he lamp Harvey for having an internet, internet connection in 1995?
3: <laughs> yeah, so basically, if you have the internet, you're a geek. Um, Nerd. <laughs> there was a lot of questions that came in, and it all went very quiet for about 20 minutes. So after a lull in interaction from Vince McMahon, Vince puts, the reason for the pause at this moment is that I've just nodded off. I turned 50 years old on Thursday, Senility is setting in. He said that in 1995.
1: And it's still taking its grip.
3: <laughs> okay, I've got two more here. Um, question. You seem to be in pretty good shape. Have you tried wrestling yourself? Vince McMahon. Since I turned 50 on Thursday, perhaps my age will be more suitable for wrestling in
1: the WCW as opposed
3: Ooh.
0: to the WWF.
1: <laughs> one guess which company it was the first to have a 50 year old world champion well actually <laughs> actually it was that we said. Well, never mind because it cause was Blair, early 99 <laughs> what? what the hell am i saying <laughs> that's
3: a nice self-out there um however seriously i have an amateur background not a professional one i've never been big enough or bad enough to be a wwf superstar says former wwf and ecw champion vince mcmahon
1: <laughs> he won the- and royal rumble winner and former winner of the royal rumble <laughs> Look at Taker. Oh, a Karana.
3: <laughs> Let's just, I'll see whether the match ends mercifully quickly here before I do the yeah. final question. Whether well, no. it does just, just keep going. All right. Final question uh, in block caps Where is the ultimate warrior? Uh, Vince McMahon's answer The ultimate warrior was last heard of baying at the moon in the desert at approximately 3 30 a.m. Rumor has it he subsequently grew hair all over his face, and became the Wolfman. As far as I know, the wire is still pumping iron in Arizona. So that, that ends Vince McMahon's chat on AOL. It was a dream. It, and a few people went, nah, that wouldn't have been Vince. But looking at the answers, I think it might
1: have been Vince. You know, I, I used to own several RP feds, and, I, uh, and I'm wondering and I'm wondering if maybe uh, Vince was ever in one of them uh,
3: <laughs> Was there ever like a very muscly man described in his bio as Gary Stridem-esque
1: We've had a few of those <laughs> We did have a guy whose nickname was the Human Snuff Film No Well he was a vicious <laughs> monster heel He was, he was like if Umaga were a career criminal from <laughs> Chicago you- who did you play? Did you ever play as a character in defense Oh, I, I certainly did. I'm, I was I was a serial killer named Deranged Dave. Nice. I imagine it's Dave Meltzer dressed as Jason Royce. Mm. Well,
3: um,
1: well, well, um, well well, 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 well. Dave's mother is talking to you. Well, you're not really my mother. You were just cast to play her in a movie. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> i remember i never made up a character but i remember being in an eFed where i decided that booker t and chris bet no booker t and no wasn't booker t was it booker T? maybe jeff jarrett and chris benoit i think it was yeah. jeff jarrett and chris benoit they became a tag team that i, I believe set the, the the set the stage for aew because i called them the elite <laughs> You're welcome, Tony Khan. I look forward to my check.
1: You know, Tony Khan's roughly our age. Maybe he was in that third. I think he might have been. Have gone, elite, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he sleeps 90 minutes a day, so he, was, he probably has time for all sorts of hobbies. But I'm wondering some...
3: if it was Jeff Jarrett, Booker T, and Chris Benoit, whether they were a threesome called the Elite. Maybe they were. Hmm. I think they might have been.
1: Did they do wacky skits on Mondays.
3: No, they just came out and just chastised like, the, the pu- good guys.
4: Pu- of the jacket off? Man.
3: How many humans does it take to stop Paul Bearer?
4: <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Go, Paul!
3: can <laughs> work. Oh, he could... St- oh, God, he's, he's a character. I think that although this match is, is slow, plodding, horribleness, I love the story of stealing the Undertaker's urn
1: and melting it down into chains. Like I like that as a thing. Wait, why did he melt it down on the Brian Lee? <laughs> <laughs> just in case they needed another Undertaker. Yes, <laughs> it's the cloning point. But I like it. I
3: like I like the, the melting down of the urn. That's a cool story. And it's just a shame that this is the, the payoff. <laughs> Otherwise, we would have had a, a lovely time. That isn't a bad match, to be quite it's, honest with you. It's fine. Is this sort of like the is this, I'm trying to think, who did Undertaker face? Uh, oh, the next WrestleMania, we get Undertaker and Diesel. That's right. So I'm trying to think whether like where this sits, because like the Mankind feud is still about a year away.
1: Yeah, Tigger after this is going to transition to a feud with Mabel, mm-hmm. which which will unintentionally give him a new character element. Oh, it gives us fancy with the Opera Taker. Mm-hmm. More on that mm-hmm. later. Mabel, like, drops him and crushes his face legitimately yeah the happy accident that is or maybe an air punch actually i can't remember i think the leg drop was the storyline cover but if something went awry and Taker's kisser there i thought it was still the leg drop <clears throat> it, it may have i may be crossing wires here but i think the leg drop was at least the story cover
3: right okay <clears throat> Something must slide. Knack at his face. Safe. (laughs) Would you have been on the internet in 1995, Justin?
1: Not till the summer of '96.
3: No, see, this is this is why it's fun to read these things because it's still so such a small amount of society is still on the internet at this point.
1: AOL had two wrestling areas. One was the W.F.'s official site, which where all the kids hung out and wrote in all caps, if you like Shawn Michaels, press seven. (laughs) And and then there was the one I hung out in, which was Grandstand Wrestling. Nice. More more adult-oriented, more mature people-oriented. You learn about various indies and international wrestling, and that's what helped cultivate my uh, deeper understanding of wrestling as it is.
3: Did you make any friends at Grandstand Wrestling
1: that you still keep up with? Not that I still keep up with, but... I did make friends there. I didn't like I still have some EFED buddies I'm still in contact with to this day from 25 years ago. Oh nice. Very few though.
3: Oh that's nice though, like from mm-hmm. back in the day. From, from I mean, your you from your Jason them. Voorhees, Dave Meltzer gimmick.
1: <laughs> John. Mm. <laughs> so when so when Dave drowns does he go club? Um, um uh, glob. Well, sort of like a <laughs> glob. <laughs> Dave, you're not supposed to be able to talk when you're drowning. Well, I mean, it's possible to talk just nobody would hear you.
3: <laughs> I feel like I feel like Dave is being uh, hounded, hounded by the youngsters of the internet news and rumor community right now. And I and I don't know if I like it. I feel mm. like I feel like Dave's under threat more than more than he's ever been at this time.
1: Yeah, Dave always wins. <laughs> he, does no he just no cells.
3: he just he just he just carries on I saw him get into a fight with Ryan Satin this week and uh, I was like okay Dave
1: see, you ever see those awful videos of Steven Segal where he like just counters everyone's offense and then just takes them with like pushing their shoulder or something
0: is that Dave
1: that's Dave with his detractors <laughs> on Twitter every day <laughs> you know he twists her pinky finger in, and all of, a, all of a sudden, they're unconscious. <laughs> I shared, um, I shared, a, I shared a video of that recently,
3: like with a caption of like when a WWE legend returns to beat up a, a heel faction. <laughs> Just everyone bumping around, girl.
1: I got three bumps left, and I'm saving them. <laughs> See Hans Gruber over there, looking happy. <laughs>
3: He's very Hans Grubery this week. Oh, there's Shane McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime anyone slightly spooky appears in the crowd, ah, Shane McMahon. That's Darby Allen. Show some respect. I fell <laughs> through a time warp, and now I'm
1: here. Every time you hear Darby's song, I keep thinking of the Goth Chat song from uh, Saturday Night Live. <laughs>
3: That's a nice reference. That I like the animated thing they did for Darby Allen the other week. They did like oh, an yeah. old style, sort of old Mickey Mouse style animation for Darby Allen. looked uh, It looked lovely. I was really, I was a big fan of that.
1: Wait till the second winter is coming when Tigger shows up to be Darby's other mentor.
0: Oh. It's Deadman.
1: What? <laughs>
3: What's the Deadman doing
1: in the D- Dynamite Zone? Yeah, that's his last name Deadman. Mark Deadman. <laughs> My name is Mark Deadman. See his his friend Mark did have enough at WWE.
3: <laughs> Imagine if Undertaker did one day show up there. He would. I don't think he don't think he would. He wouldn't. He would he? He wouldn't. He wouldn't. Well, he, would
1: he? He wouldn't. Sound like a fifteen year deal with WWE now because because they got him out of doing uh, Starcast that first year. Right. Flipped out When he found he was going to be doing something outside WWE. <laughs> three so game the please don't ever leave contract which as Bret Hart has shown can be breakable it can be breakable I wonder if it's a similar thing
3: with like, like the Adam Cole story which is rumbling on this week is an interesting one because I don't think for a second that Vince McMahon really wants to keep Adam Cole but I think it's more if he doesn't it's the precedent that it sets which is a guy who you know, is coming to the end of his WWE oh, no, it's over! Oh, tie. there you go. It's a tie. It's a draw. That should be a draw. So the winner's Paul Bear, right? That should definitely be a draw. Timmy White wins. Oh, a third uh, Undertaker uh, comes from underneath. I don't the lid broke. Here oh, the padding. if Karma comes out first, does he win? Yes. That's it. That's it.
1: Oh no. <laughs> well, if I guess if he gets out and Ticker's still in it, then he would win, but awful paint job on the inside of that casket. They got lazy. Well, I mean the upper padding came off is what happened. Ah, of course it did. Of course it did. They stopped at IKEA earlier that day and picked up the casket and mm-hmm. assembled themselves.
3: The casket called Rest in Peace <laughs> with umlauts everywhere. Perma <laughs> sleep. Perma sleep. Shake, so, rattle, and roll. I was about to say,
0: Shake, rattle, and roll. The in... comma.
3: Not to be confused with Snake, Rattle, and Roll, a video mm-hmm. game for the NES. That's right. Snake rattle and roll. I bet yeah, no one. anyone listening to this went, Oh, I haven't thought that snake rattle and roll in years.
1: It was no urban champion, let me tell you. Oh, that's a deep cut. Urban champion. I only bought it because Nintendo Power gave it like the worst rating ever, and I bought it at Flea Market in 1994 <laughs> for like two bucks. Sure enough, it lived down to its reputation. I feel like the UK could do with flea markets. We get car
3: boot sales. Which I think are the closest thing to a flea market in the UK.
1: If you ever feel bad about your family ever, just go to a flea market. (laughs) Five minutes there, you're like, you know what? We're all right. (laughs) We're doing fine. We're like royalty, (laughs) roughly speaking. (laughs) I love flea markets. You never know what you're going to find there.
3: I remember going to one in Florida years ago. Um, I went on a family holiday. There was we went to one down the road, and I was like, I just really want to go and see. Pretty sure I bought Donkey Kong Country for the Game Boy from there. So Donkey Kong Land for the Game Boy from a flea market in like a yellow cart, a yellow cartridge version as well. Nice, yeah, wasn't bad actually on the Game Boy Donkey Kong Land. Could have been a lot worse. It was it was sort of like the the, the Game Boy version of Donkey Kong Country, so it was very limited, but. There's a lot of love that went into it, like the oh, love that went into done. this match.
1: That'll do it. I think Simpsons' store casket came from WWF. Boom.
3: <laughs> they do. They like they. I, don't, I I imagine because they use so many more different um sort of camera angles and stuff. Now we did not call bullshit on that as much as we would have done. That they did like the the Shader Baser thing where they had underfoot cam when she was stamping on
1: Lily and things like that. I was like, ah, come on now. Well, they had it with Rock when uh, he was crushing under the forklift. (laughs) Oh, 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 forklift cam! That was a moment. That's
3: undertaker putting away. uh... That wasn't too bad. I was expecting that's been much worse.
1: Didn't give it two stars. Okay. I
3: was expecting that to be much worse. Hmm.
1: It was. It was a match. Had good psychology to it. Told a decent story. She's never super boring. By Taker ninety five standards, that was like a three and a half star match. It was what it was. It did its thing. It did its
3: thing. It did its thing. That's the most apt description for that match. <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> Undertaker will just continue this string of rough opponents
1: from here on in. Go back to Ronald Reagan and the bro cream, bro cream king at ringside. <laughs> Not the stridex king. The
3: stridex. Gary stridex.
1: Wow. Yeah, well, if you're someone with that kind of a zeke, we'll need to get some pimples off their body.
3: Whoa. I see what you did there. <laughs> Meltzer says, Undertaker sold a lot, but he's tough in long matches because nobody buys him actually being in trouble. So the only way to get heat is for him to sit up, which you can only do so many times in a match before it gets old.
1: Oh, here we go. This is, speaking of ticker, we go to his relative.
3: Never a truer word said by Todd Pettingill. The feud between Bret Hart and Jerry Lawler seems like it's been going on since the beginning of time. Todd has never been more honest. Jesus, this has gone on and on and on. And they just, there's, they've had lots of perfectly good off ramps that they don't take any use of. Um, it's going to end soon. Don't worry. You promised? <laughs> yes. Because, like, there was an off ramp, a disgusting off ramp.
1: <laughs> Please show the part where he pukes. We need to see that again. Oh, uh, no, they don't.
3: I'm going to go get my dentist to fight you instead. So is this Glenn Jacobs' WWF pay-per-view debut? Yes. he hadn't done any? No, because otherwise before that, he'd been Unabomber. hmm And uh, so this was his
1: full-time it, first appearance. This is his first ever TV match. It is, isn't it? In this company, anyway.
3: Yeah. Whose decision was it for him to bleach his hair blonde? I presume it's bleach blonde.
1: Oh, he had that in Smoky Mountain too when he was
3: Unibomb. Oh, I seem to remember he had darker hair as Unibomb.
1: It was, it was blondish.
3: Mm-hmm. Say ho! No! <laughs> remember, heel music is always meant to sound shit. Just the Through sound hell. of... Ah, he's not blonde anymore.
1: Through hellfire and fluoride. <laughs> <laughs> he just passed his dad in the back. He didn't know it yet. <laughs> oh.
3: I see what you did
1: there. For those of you who aren't listening to the actual audio of the show, Isaiah and Yankam's song is just the repeated sounds of a dentist drill <laughs> with, like, faint violin music in the background. Because that's how a heel gets over. Should have had Tooth and Nail by Dokken. Oh, Great hair, Jerry.
3: <laughs> Decatur, Illinois.
1: So if Lawler's in Memphis, why would his dentist be in Decatur, Illinois? <laughs> like a 600 mile distance. He's such a good dentist. He travels. He travels for him. <laughs> My dentist is five minutes away.
3: (laughs) Admittedly, mine's just up the road. (laughs) My orthodontist used to be up there. When I was back in Worcester, my orthodontist used to be a little bit out of town because it was a specialist because my teeth as a kid were absolutely knackered, Justin. I had a horrible mouth for teeth. I had too many teeth. When you look at, you know, I know know us, us English have a history of just having awful teeth and I was very much true to that stereotype. I had to get an orthodontist when I was a kid. I had about ten teeth removed out of my head during my lifetime wow. just to make room so the others could grow normally.
1: <laughs> I was in that big I... Simpsons book of teeth. <laughs> uh, I watched it recently. It was on it was on FX FXX last week. Yeah, yeah, That's... I'm on page five. <laughs> last exit of the Springfield. Oh, you're Prince Charles. I didn't know that.
3: That's me. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever had teeth problems, Justin?
4: Nah, I've,
3: had a, I've had a
1: couple pulled back ones. Nothing too serious. I have good strong roots. Show off.
3: <laughs> I used to have a so, front tooth that faced completely the wrong way. It's fine now, but this one here, which I'm pointing out to the bottom middle row. Now one used to be completely like, the vertical the wrong way like turn 90 degrees so all the teeth grew around it and the other one didn't have any room to do anything so i had a bunch of teeth removed around the sides so they could spread out and then i had braces and a retainer for many years to keep it to to align it all up and thankfully it worked so my teeth aren't as horrific now i'm in my
1: 30s but they were awful when i was a teenager i can tell you i've never had braces in my life my brother did but i didn't oh man did your brother have like the big out of mouth ones, or just the little train tracks on the inside? He had the train tracks. He also had to wear the headgear sometimes. Ah,
3: strong look, ugly yeah. Betty style look.
1: So Bret Hart not in is America forever. <laughs>
3: We've been watching Ugly Betty recently. We've gone back to watch Ugly Betty. It's a very good series. And I I don't think I appreciated it first time around.
1: So we got Bret Hart versus Kane. Yeah. It's historical curiosity.
3: Do we ever get Bret and Kane as opposed to Mm -hmm. Bret and Isaac?
1: No, because Kane showed up five weeks before the screw job.
3: Right. Yeah. So there was, yes, they wouldn't have had the time to do a crossover. Mm -hmm
1: can imagine how that feud would go, though.
3: Yeah, because Kane would have been like unstoppable machine Kane at that point. So Brett would have, in theory, have got no offense in on him.
1: Oh, Brett would have, gotten, would have gotten something. Would have found a way. Brett's a smart worker.
3: Maybe tried to get him in for a sharpshooter, but then before he can cinch it in, would have powered out and... But this is a guy, like Glenn Jacobs is a guy that has Vince McMahon type written all over him.
0: He's tall and muscular, pal.
3: Yeah, yeah, he's tall. He can headline WrestleMania as a dentist. There was hope. That was, but they, it's just funny with all these all these conversations about Vince McMahon coming round again about how he's looking for people of a certain age, a certain height, and it's like this is Vince's style has never changed in terms of what he wants. He just knows that at a time it was a, a mentality that won a war, so let's just keep going back to it.
1: Well, the thing that won the war was characters turn up to eleven, regardless of what their size was. Yeah. Well, actually, what won the war was Jimmy Kellner cancelling Nitro and Thunder.
3: I mean, that did as well. I wonder. I, mean, I, I wonder whether they would how it would have gone had he not. Whether it would have just continued to they would have just continued to limp along until eventually just calling time.
1: They could have rebounded. You never know. Hmm, that's true. That's true. WWF did like this is. Uh,
3: Which is a bit of a dark age for them, and they certainly rebounded from that, and now they're at a point where even if they are in a dark age, they're still making money, at least.
1: At at this point, not as much money as they are making today for just putting out a product.
3: Just existing, they're making money. And they become such a household name that, like, even, even CM Punk debuting for AEW will kind of, by default, make WWE some money in a weird way.
1: Well, uh, We're just a few days away from that theoretically happening. Are we mm, not?
3: We certainly are. It feels like it's, I think as I've said before, like if he, if the plan isn't to have punk rock up in Chicago on Friday, you might as well cancel the show <laughs> because at this point it's, it's at a fever pitch. It's at an absolute fever pitch. And and it's not just it's not just fan made fever pitch. Like they've lent a lot of this. They've done themselves. They've teased a lot of this themselves.
1: Well, if if it wasn't going to happen, Khan would have tried to shut down the hype somehow. Yes, but he's fed, but he's the fact that he's feeding into it is an indicator that it's happening.
3: We compared it in the office the other day to um, to Wade Stock, <laughs> <laughs> and now it's like, "Oh, I've said it now. I've got to do it." <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Oof. Bret Hart nearly landed smack on his head. A man that very, very rarely takes risks. Um, if you are watching the follow up, the watch along with us, it's one hour, 38 minutes
1: and four, five, six seconds. Most extreme risk Bret ever took was trust Vince. <laughs> watch the
3: death defying signing of a, of a lifetime deal. <laughs> Yeah, we'll pay you, pal.
1: <laughs> Who would have guessed that the, that the wrestling dentist would have a longer continuous tenure with the company than Brett would? Oh, God, yeah.
3: Both would be in the Hall of Fame. Well,
1: they, they both already are.
3: Yeah, they are now.
1: Well, not the, the,
3: the actual dentist, Hall
1: of Fame, but the WWE Hall of Fame.
3: Yeah, that's the one. The dentist went into the Hall of Fame this year.
1: It's kind of a weird ceremony, too.
3: Yeah, it was very rushed. Um, and just a bit flat because it's in front of the Thunderdome boxes. Like it's a, it felt a bit flat for that reason. And uh, they certainly rushed through everybody's speeches. Cause they had to, because they're doing two years worth of Hall of Fames in one night.
1: NFL had that problem this last weekend. They had to do it they had like Chris, it was like twenty eight inductees for last weekend because they had to do Last year's class and this year's, but last year's also had the centennial class for the NFL's 100th anniversary, where they undid a log jam by putting like 15 people that should have been in a long time ago, finally in. So it was like a 20-person class last year, plus the eight for this year. So the other was like a whole two-day thing where they had to just get everybody in. They just they had like just, to like,
3: quick, get them, get them, in, get them in, get them in, get them in, get
1: them in. It was like a six-minute speech. It was like six-minute speech for everybody, but still it was... A lot of people to put in for one ceremony spread over two days. Of course,
3: it's a big ask to jam all that in. And and was it similar with the that with the WWE Hall of Fame, whereby like everything just felt rushed and a bit weird?
1: No, it felt it felt normal actually. Okay, admittedly, there was like eight posthumous inductees, so they had like a separate ceremony for just them, so that so they narrowed down a little bit. But but, but like the, yeah, the first ceremony there was like at least 12 people that went in for that 12, 15, 14 people that went in for that one ceremony. It was like four hours long. Which, it was what it was. Yeah. Second one had like eight people getting in. So. And Brett is now doing what he does best and that is sell for somebody that could use use some help. Yeah. He's so good like
3: that. And Brett's
1: always, Brett has always been very
3: giving in that sense. Mm-hmm. Like, he really is able to make them look like
1: machines.
3: This hasn't Cause... been a terrible match, either.
1: No. Because Brett's it's smart enough to realize, day. if my opponent doesn't look good, then how, how do I look good by beating them?
3: It's amazing the amount of um, wrestlers that still don't get that. I know. It's, it's like, you know, you, you, you know a, a high tide raises all ships.
1: Yeah. Like, even the best wrestlers, sometimes, you know, it, Maybe the crowd's not reacting to their liking, so they get unintentionally greedy because they're trying too hard to, you know, get the remain over with the fans or whatever, and they kind of lose sight of you know, what what needs to be done in order to make a match worthwhile. It does happen.
3: They really do. Ooh, that's Nice. Chin neck hang. We're seeing some stuff from Glenn that we probably wouldn't see as Kane. Like I think his, he kept his, his offense very uh, simple as Kane. So well, he's, he's trying a lot of other stuff.
1: His offense was cut in half once he learned how to summon thermodynamics. <laughs> I don't need to do much more. I can summon fire.
3: <laughs> All I need to do is just keep summoning more fire. Straight fire. <laughs> Straight fire as old becky lynch battle cry that was how would you like to see on the subject of a e dub whilst this match just kind of goes through the the wear down process um how would you like to see a e dub debut cm punk on friday if that is what is happening
1: i think just the simplest approach might be best just show begins pyro song fades and then you just don't beat around the bush, just go right in the cult of personality. Ah, and just it get just, him out there immediately. It just milk the crowd. Of course, some, some, many people have come to the same conclusion that they just play the song and have MJF walk out. The fact that like 800 million people have said that is, is what a great heel MJF is. Yeah. That's the first thing they think of. Like, oh, you know, be the great douchebag move. Have MJF enter his song.
3: That was my thinking, to have the music start at the beginning of the show and then have an MJF walk out. Oh, you're expecting someone else? And then there is the Mysterio (laughs) (laughs) Kentari. But my thing was, like, to be a dick about it and just, like, rinse it for the whole night. Have, like, Darby Allen throw out an open challenge for the main event that is answered by, I don't know, Peter Avalon. (laughs) And then he, he beats him fairly quick. So another open challenge. And then, CP Monk. <laughs> then MJF comes out and he beats him. And they go off the air and like credit thing in the corner. Thanks very much. And then as the credit thing disappears, then you go. And then you have him come out. Like I would just push it right to the, the, the very, very final moment and just have nah. him just have CM Punk chance all night. Well,
1: it's if you notice what they did on on Friday's show, it was very similar to the role the, the, all the roles we've watched where they put the main event on first. Yes. And I like that. Because I mean, and, by 11 o'clock, people probably tuned out anyway for the most part. Because it's late, isn't it? It is, yeah.
3: Especially in the UK. Like, thanks for thinking of us. I
1: don't think a lot. I think a lot of people will be staying to watch this one on Friday. Oh
3: yes. I don't intend to sleep on Friday. I shall be up through the night. I am very excited. So which uh, matches
1: which match of SummerSlam will have the loudest CM Punk You thing? Who um I'm gonna go Drew and Ginder. I am thinking it's probably gonna be either Drew and
3: Ginder or maybe um Maybe the tag title match. Maybe the uh, maybe the raw tag title match. Maybe no, nah, because I think I think Drew and Jinder, or maybe the SmackDown tag title match, will get CM Punk chance. Guess we'll see. Maybe ironically for Rome. No, I think I think Roman and Cena will be very pro Cena. Great promo on Friday from those two. Wow!
1: Great dive by Brett just now. Brett taken to the sky. Nice. Vlad in an Everlast shirt. Yep, this is the nineties. <laughs> Ever
3: Vlad. <laughs> Do we know when that documentary's coming out? they just they've just put it on ice, haven't they? Whilst they, they could, put, whilst they finish off sacking everybody. Is, uh,
1: has the Luger one even aired yet?
3: I don't think it has, no. Huh. I, th- I, th- I think the problem is there's so few staff uh, within that department right now. Uh, I've had a rumor that uh, that Owen at Cultaholic is going to be editing the Vlad
4: documentary. Let's
1: <laughs> see, the Luger one's going to parallel his push. Like we're going to hold off on the world title reign <laughs> until later, Or we build more interest in him. <laughs> yes, because the one thing
3: in 2021 is we we could build more interest for Luger. <laughs> huh.
1: He, he did have a funny tweet the other day, Luger. He
3: did when he was. They were talking about like their favorite moment,
1: and he said slamming Yokozuna on the USS was, Intrepid. Like, what was the best sporting event that you've seen in person? From it. Super seventy Sports, and then Luger chimed in with that. Zeke's got a sense of humor. I'm hoping he responds to
3: my email. I'd like him on Desert Island Grabs. I have emailed him recently. Um, I can says,
1: confirm on. I hope- uh, so go on. I hope he says to you, it's like, oh, so you mentioned me a lot in your podcast. Can you show me some of the episodes where you've discussed me? No, I can't. <laughs> and then you gotta find the one where you where we were the most diplomatic with him. I think I'll just play
3: the SummerSlam 93 watch along, but just edit out all of our stuff and just have Sydney being very happy.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, just um hang on, let's all curl across the table here. Hey, don't 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 show the part that we're going to discuss in about fifty minutes from now.
3: <laughs> oh, good shout. We'll keep that on the QT. Your Honor.
1: I know I know where we're going. Uh, Law has a uh, Lola has a pompadour, a bald spot, and a mullet all at once. It's a, it's quite the combo. It's a heady combo. That's like the haircut that the bad guy has in like a futuristic post apocalyptic film. <laughs> I feel like he should be in the Fifth Element at the party. <laughs> <laughs> he's at the party in the fifth element definitely it's like out of the running man
4: <laughs> oh.
1: nice I'm up the stairs
3: i'm thankful well actually i'm not thankful because i'd be fine if he did ask um because i can you know i'll let you in here since you're this deep into the podcast i'll let you in that Brian Clark is going to be on Desert Island Graps very Ooh, soon. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam Bomb is going to be on a future episode of Desert Island Graps that we so are recording sweet. this week. I'm so excited. So excited. And I'm kind of hoping that he does ask to see the Raw review because I can go, yeah, I think you should have been the man. I think you should have been the guy constantly. I'd have got behind. I was the bomb squad. If I'd have been watching WWF at this point, I would have been
1: in the bomb squad. You've just done a vignette where he says, I'm on the bomb squad. And Chris goes, you are the bomb squad.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Look at me. I'm the bomb squad now.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. A little, uh, little a little, little uh, treat for those who have listened this deep into the sum 95. Uh Desaline grabs with brian clark very soon you lucky devils
1: yeah, yeah. meanwhile bro getting a lot of the, out of the big blue machine here and oh. now ties his shoes together <laughs> he is quite literally blue cane <laughs> so wait his, his teeth are bad right he's blue <laughs> too
3: oh, <hey! laughs> he's got a massive erection strategy from brett just tie him up and let him and get him battered it's nice as you
1: say that i noticed the post is the same color as his pants and i realize it's sticking out behind him i'm like oh that's <laughs> it looks like he's melting into the ring <laughs> the
3: feud must continue oh no the feud must continue oh no air cane <gasps> no is gonna do the cane line the world famous, oh, it was a double-axe handle. That's, that's still good for a guy that big flying yeah, through he's... the air with the greatest of ease.
1: That's a good shout from Kane. Yeah, Kane definitely showed a lot of potential here.
3: I like, I, I, I do look forward to when he can do the, the diving lariat, the diving clothesline that mm-hmm. becomes his signature. But nice axe handle to the side, to the outside. It's, it's I imagine Brett has here. worked
1: with Glenn on a lot of this to help sort of get the most out of it. No, I basically just trust Brett's word and you'll have a good match. Mm, trust the process. Yeah, Brett will work through his strengths. V trigger. <laughs> <laughs> Teeth trigger. Um, It's the big red devil sky.
3: (laughs) Thank you and good (laughs) teeth. Don't don't kiss your own mouth, mate. I've seen your gnashes. Oh, so it's a DQ. Mm. Gotta keep playing strong.
1: It's just turning like a Three Stooges bit. I'm <laughs> trying to pull Curly's head out of something. <laughs> you gotta keep getting strong. Oh, it's understandable. Yeah. Careful fully lost an ear. Because we do get another one with these two, don't we? It's a cage match, yeah, on a roll. Yes. Yes. With with Lawler in a cage? Eventually. Right, okay because the feud
3: must continue. <laughs> Your
1: yeah, dog, we heard you like cage matches. So here's a cage match with another cage, with a guy in a cage. <laughs> Imp my wrestling.
3: <laughs> hey, Renee Golay still here. Yeah, Wurzel's in the house. <laughs> On Wurzel Gummidge. Nice topical reference, because the uh, the lady that played Aunt Sally in Wurzel Gummidge passed away this week. God
1: love her. God love her. Uh, so Wurzel garbage being on the screen is a nice little touch. Renée Goulet died in 2019, and, and, and it wasn't reported for, like, six months. Aww. Maybe it was, like, Weekend at... <laughs> Tom, don't. <laughs> <laughs> the horror.
4: <laughs> the horror. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. Gerald, get in there. <laughs> get him it, Gerald. For this company, it was apocalypse ongoing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that kid is dis- is 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 massively dis- disinterested. <laughs> Colonel Kurtz Hart, Bret Hart refuses help to the back. This'll get me over. Work for St- he'll work
1: for Steve Austin in the future. Yes, this was just like that match. <laughs> they <laughs> exactly the same. Dave only gave this two stars. what, what is he on?
3: What? I'd have given it maybe two and a half,
1: maybe three. It
3: kind of oh, it good. kind of dipped in the middle a bit.
1: Um, right, you trust me, right?
3: Yeah, I trust you.
1: No, I was doing Briscoe there.
3: Oh, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Let's cut to Doc Hendricks and raise Ramon. Clearly, in the vortex, it's very dark where they are.
1: I like these static. Everything logo just hung up behind them,
3: <laughs> just floating there in the. A- In perpetuity.
1: The the Razor and JR get their vests at the same place. I think they might have done. You know, Jim Ross got one
3: too. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that was meant to happen. It puts me in mind of uh, WrestleMania one, where they'd interview the next match, the guys in the Mm -hmm. next match, and the the entrance and exit ramp. So you see the losers of the previous match walking behind them, like Effin and Jeffin, whilst they're doing their promos for the next. (laughs)
1: There's it was, it was a nice touch. <laughs> so Sean, Chico, I can't, I can't hit you with the ladder because I had to sign a paper saying I wouldn't. Sean is taking all the bumps, Mang. <laughs> Mang, he works to the other company.
3: <laughs> I got excited seeing Mang on AEW the other week. Oh yeah, That was nice. Literally, Mang- the, the only person in the world that can say my dad is better than your dad.
1: I mean, man built the hospital that he was born in <laughs> with his own bare hands.
3: Is he going under the ladder this time? Are they still? It was that then in the entranceway. So sort of like a Michael random. Myers. <laughs>
1: Just watching in the distance. Who's ring announcing tonight? That sounded like Todd. That's Manny Garcia. Ah okay. I thought it was the dolphin a bit... trainer from, from East Ventura.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a living.
3: It's a living.
1: Yeah. Like even when the company was bad, Razor still shined.
3: Oh it's it's amazing how you had a guy like Razor on the card at this point when the company's this bad and he's only in the mid card? He should have been your top guy. He should have been up there, right up there. Razor and Diesel should have been right up there. Maybe if he had been up there, things would have been different.
1: And Razor was one of the money.
3: Was he just more like, oh, man, I've been offered 10 times
1: what I'm earning here. You want to work dates in Japan for more money, but Vince won't If Vincent let it's him it. work Japan,
3: the money that would had never happened.
1: And then Bish gave more money for less dates, and the
3: rest is history. I mean, I would work more money for less dates. Wouldn't we all? Yeah, I wouldn't. I would not blink at that opportunity.
1: Sean going with the blue and grey.
3: I don't think I've seen this uh, particular color scheme on Shawn Michaels before. It's unique. So I'm really up for this because like I've seen Sean and Ray's a ladder match one. I've heard all about ladder match two, but I've never seen it. So I am excited to see what these guys do under such limited circumstances. Like they could have a good singles match without the ladder, but now they're having a ladder match, but they're very limited on how that ladder match can go. I want to see how they do it.
1: We're gonna find out.
3: Yeah. I'm up for this. Sean at this point just feels like the guy. Like, and again, like this is your mid card, and it's just bursting to be the main event.
1: Well, at this point, Sean's already been told that he's getting the bill at WrestleMania.
3: So he knows like he's the mm-hmm. he's the company's future prospect.
1: Mm-hmm. It's painfully obvious that he's best worker in the company, maybe maybe in North America as a whole. Where did he sit in the PW? Well, I suppose PWI is not
3: out yet, is it? The PWI 500.
1: Um, I got the 500 here somewhere. I actually had, actually had the 95 one. Let me pull that up. Well, actually, it's, it's online. I can get it there. So I'd be intrigued to see where he sits in the uh, in the 500
3: because he must surely be in the top 10. For
1: 95?
3: Hmm. All right, hold on.
1: But I reckon if, the top
3: would... 10 is going to be him.
1: Diesel. Hogan. By um, way, let me just tell you right now that it was that 500, it came out like October or whatever. That's how I found out that that Dustin Rhodes was gold dust. Really? Through the 500? Yeah. Yes. I didn't know it until then. I'm like, what? Okay, so you asked where Sean was. Number two. Oh, there you go. Right, who else did you want to know?
3: Uh, Diesel. Is he number one? One. Yeah. I literally just think by association of being WWF champion through most of this calendar year. They would put him Mm. number one. Right. Uh,
1: Is Hogan in the top 10? Number six.
3: Okay. Uh, Who else would it be? Ric Flair. Is he top 10?
1: 20. Oh, wow. Okay. He was... was Retired for part of that year. Oh, God, Doc's (laughs) on...
3: And you're right. They really are working with some difficult rules in this
1: ladder match. They've
3: got Doc Hendricks doing commentary.
1: As if those hindrances weren't enough. Uh, If if you're watching along with us, by the way, uh, one hour,
3: 59 minutes and 25, 26, 27, 28.
1: Any other names you want to... All um, oh, for the
3: top 10. Um, let's think who is still active on the. Uh, Ramon, where's Razor Ramon and all this? Number nine. Oh, just sneaking in there. Hey, okay, I don't think he did, but did the one, two, three kid crack the top 10?
1: 29. Uh, he's I'll very say enough. Th- three guys in the top 10 are no longer with us. Okay. Um Chris Cand- under seven, no, under, Candido. And they're seven, eight, and ten respectively. Uh Candido skip as I scroll down. Where the hell is Chris Candido?
3: There he is, forty-two. Uh okay.
1: forty-two.
3: Uh top set. Uh Maple? No. Mm, no. No. Forty-nine. Oh. Um no longer with us. So sort of um, names from both sides.
1: But say all three of them are not in this company at that at this point.
3: Right, okay. Um one of them would be soon. One of them will be soon. Um Cac- no, because he's still alive. Who made the jump in Vader?
1: Yes, Vader was number seven.
3: Wait. Um. Okay. So also no longer with. Um. The uh, one of the other names it was no longer with. Are they WWF?
1: Not at this point, they're not.
3: But they're going to be.
1: No, Vader is the one who 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 soon soon after joined.
3: Right. Okay.
1: This person was WWF, and was an integral part of our podcast for two years. For two years.
3: Okay. Um, oh it, Savage! Savage number eight. Way Savage. Randy Savage.
1: And for number 10, you gotta cross the ocean. <laughs> Bulldog. Um <laughs> Davy Boy, where's he at? Where was Davy Boy? 39. Would it be would it be um Kabashi? Same promotion. Kabashi's alive. Okay. Masawa. Missing Mitsuharu Misawa, number ten.
3: Yay! Look at me now missing... in Japan
1: things. You're missing three, four, and five. One of them's on this show.
3: Okay, three, four, and five. One of them's on this show. Um, Kabuki. No. Um, three, four, and five. One. Uh, no, not Hunter. He wouldn't be there. Um, uh... uh, no, no. Brett Hart, of course. Brett, Brett Hart.
1: Brett's number four. Okay, Brett. Are they all on this show, did you say? No. All right. Three is in WCW and five's about to be in WCW. WCW about to be in WCW.
3: Okay. So dub see dub at this point has not Piper. Um Hogan. Flair. Taskmaster Savage. We've had him. The um Benoit, no. no, no. Oh, he
1: clipped his leg. Um, yeah. Guerrero, no. Eddie was seventeen though. Okay. Um, Benoit forty-six. That's Hill. No, not Pilman. Nope. Number three is a, is, is a true megastar. Oh, bloody Sting! Yep, th- three is Sting. Fucking hell, it's obvious Sting. Um and, and five's debuting soon in WCW.
3: Debuting soon in WCW. So that's of
1: Luger. Nope. Luger's 23.
3: Okay. Luger's
1: 23. Ugh. Uh,
3: <laughs> he's coming to WCW soon. So it's not Ramon, it's not Diesel, it's not. Cactus Jack? Nope. Uh, debuting in WCW soon.
1: This, this guy was one spot ahead of Hogan, which is kind of mind-blowing. So he's a bigger star than Hogan. No, he's not. Oh, okay.
3: But he was higher up than Hogan. He wasn't quite in WCW. Um, was he in Japan at this point?
1: Sort of, yes. Okay.
3: But not in WWF?
1: No. Right. Although he was more synonymous with another American promotion. Funk? No. Somebody he's faced before many times. Sabu. Sabu. Oh,
3: yay! We did it! Sabu higher than Hogan! Yeah. Wowzers. That shows you the height height of the stock of
1: Sabu at this point. Oh, yeah. Your top (laughs) 10. So your top 10 recap. Diesel, Sean, Sting, Brett, Sabu, Hogan, Vader, Savage, Razor, and Misawa. Wow. That's a good top 10 for the PWI. Your 11 through 20 are Jarrett, Owen, Muda, Undertaker, Scott Steiner, Inoki, Eddie, Mysterio, Rick Steiner, and Flair. Inoki still making that top 20 is, is pretty special. Oh, it was inclusion of in Korea helped him. And
3: they yeah, the fact that he's still considered so high up.
1: Tracy, Tracy's mother's 26 for his work in Smoky Mountain. Oh, go on, Tracy.
3: Sid watching a TV the right way. Ah, Where's so it? this is good. So they don't use the weapon at the ladder as a weapon, but they tease using the ladder mm-hmm. as a weapon. Yeah, so you can you can certainly threaten.
1: Would they have had to go through this like beat for beat with Vince? Probably. Could out of paranoia that like I don't want to have superstars on at eleven o'clock at night on a Wednesday. Syndication.
3: See again, not a weapon. Just pushing him off it. Exactly.
1: So there are ways around this. Mm. When you're a good wrestler,
3: you can find ways around. And do you know what? I'd probably it could potentially make a ladder match even better. If you, if you learn to not have to rely on crazy, lack crazy, wacky ladder stuff, oh, oh, he's inadvertently, he inadvertently. <laughs> I've been straight in there. Whoops, and even, even Sean with the whoops, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> Did I do that? <laughs> whoops, drives a ladder into his guts. Whoops, <laughs> keeps whoops. slipping,
1: Stab, st- stabs him in the eye with a Ginsu knife.
3: <laughs> whoops. I'm so clumsy. Inadvertently shot him with a crossbow. Sean's <laughs>
1: <Shawn's laughs> pants fell down again. Sean's got his ass out for the lads.
3: <laughs>
1: oh, it's, it's people paid to see. That's yeah, where the money is. Oh, sh- sh- inadvertent! As his ankle gets caught up between the rungs.
3: Inadvertent use of legs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the ZZ Top song or the actual legs? <laughs> he's
3: got legs trapped in a ladder <laughs> it's inadvertent it could, it
1: could have hit him in the
3: bladder <laughs> oh that was inadvertent <laughs>
1: I, you can't see the ladder there uh, whoops
3: <laughs> well, he's not
1: swinging it so it's... now he just
3: keeps walking and just tripping over whoops whoops (laughs) sorry sorry charlotte just keep slipping
1: rare face versus face match as well see Razor's mad at the ladder he didn't see Sean's leg there (laughs) I mean I guess this is okay because you could smash somebody in like a turnbuckle and stuff yeah, as long as you shrug afterwards, mm, it's part of the scenery. It's all whoops. Just keep accidentally hitting the ladder.
3: Whatever can we do? Devastated. I just keep accidentally smacking the ladder. To find my notes on oh, oh wait a minute.
1: Oh wait, Jesus, Razor, careful! I'm just so. We're all just so clumsy in this match. I don't what know what do I want to do? How about a blindfold ladder match? That could be fun. (laughs) Blindfold TLC. Yeah. (laughs)
3: Blindfold money in the bank. Just going for a blindfold DDT off the ladder. It just ends up just DDTing mid like thin air and crossing through half a table. Oh yeah, I I would buy that.
1: I would eat that up in a heartbeat. Sounds like an insurance disaster. Like pin the tail on the donkey, but more hardcore.
3: <laughs> John, how would a blindfold ladder match look? I think I gave Game Changer an idea. <laughs> if the listing Game Changer, you're very welcome. <laughs> See, so far this has been good fun, and and they've they've worked they've worked a body part. Oh, that does remind me. Mm-hmm. Does remind me. So I've been, as well as reading a lot about OVW this week, I've been reading a lot about Deep South wrestling. Okay. And a tweet came to life as I'm researching it. A little Uh, gift. You know the one? AEW champion. It is a little gift from the gods, this story. I'll share it here. So Kenny Omega, who spent a brief time in Deep South wrestling, in WWE developmental, was told by Bill DeMott to stop doing those cool-looking spots and just work a body part. So Kenny Omega went, all right, then, if that's what you want, I'll work a body part. Spent a whole match punching and kicking the bloke's ass. <laughs> i just kicking him and punched him on the arse. Finishes with a, a, a top rope atomic drop <laughs> to which he goes backstage. Bill DeMott says, so the body part you chose was, Kenny says, the arse. I worked the arse, Bill. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> and I bet it was a really fun match. I, I want to find footage of it of Kenny Omega work punching a guy's ass for ten minutes.
1: I'm going top of atomic drive would be would be painful though.
3: Yeah, if you didn't take it properly, it would. Uh, it, <laughs> just the, the confusion that people must have had watching that match. <laughs> Bill told me to work a body part. Ooh. and uh, Omega left after that. Shortly after that, surprisingly. <laughs>
1: Yeah, him, him, and Deep South are not long together.
3: No, it's just a, it's just now is like a nice little wrestling curiosity footnote that Kenny Omega was once in WWE developmental.
1: In fact, Deep South was not long for life after that. No, it was uh, less than two years that company ran for. Mm-hmm. Just bad. Working, working the leg in this pseudo spot first. It's
3: badly, uh badly put together as a whole. Yeah, like a a pseudo spot fest is the best way to describe what we're watching here. A pseudo spot fest. With a a ladder kind of conveniently, unapologetically somewhere in the vicinity of the
1: match. It's orange ladder, see? (laughs) Going off in the distance.
3: (laughs) It's the memory of a ladder match. Convinced here. But this is how good these two are at this time where they can have a ladder match like this and still make it into something very special like this has been probably the the match of the night so far in terms of the energy they put in and simplicity of just working that body part wasn't the ass admittedly but it's
1: still working a body part do try giving him the ass that's why his tights were down <laughs> <laughs>
3: try to like, get
1: try to get it to work no, the ass no just work the leg that's fine
3: <laughs> appreciate your what, suggestion what would you say was your favorite razor romo
1: match The Mania ten ladder match. Is that? Do you think think that was his peak? Oh yeah, that was one of the greatest matches of all time. Hmm. Even though some people today don't get it because you know they were selling and stuff and not playing playing a record set with a. Whoops, Chico. (laughs) See, the, the best ladder match ending of this millennium was the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match this year, with Nikki. Ash climbed the ladder and just pulled out. Like, okay, I, I won. Oh, <laughs> God. Like, that's the object of the match, right? <laughs> As they were all fighting, she just
3: ran up, climbed up them, and grabbed it.
1: Who <laughs> needs needless trauma when he can just win the match?
3: Exactly. See, she's not almost a hero. She is a hero for doing that. Because that's guess, what you're supposed to do. I guess that's the point of it. And a nice big pop when she won the bloody belt the next night.
1: Hmm. It's nice and well, see. Then, a little more questionable, but.
3: Yeah, it's a. Uh... It's like anything that WWE gets their teeth into it. It's
1: it's like anything. If, if WWE were a book, when you turn the, when it, when it turn it says chapter two. You just go. <laughs> well,
3: that was fun while it lasted. They write a great first chapter, and, and it was something that Vince Russo was always uh, convinced was guilty of. The whole thing of ah oh, writes a good first chapter. Like, well, I think WWE are pretty guilty of of similar of writing like a very ropey uh, follow-up to a story with good intention. Wait, let's see about the road to hell.
4: <laughs>
3: this is the road to hell. This <laughs> is what uh, Chris Rea once sang about in the past. He wasn't driving you know, home for Christmas.
1: They are doing Johnny Cash for a moment there. Oh, no, I was doing uh, Chris Rea.
3: Driving home for Christmas. But when he wasn't driving home for Christmas, he was on the road to hell. That might have been a Johnny Cash song at first. Not not entirely sure. See, this doesn't count as offense with the ladder. It's just a backdrop. There happens to be a ladder there. (laughs) There just happens to be a ladder there. Bless them. Working so hard in such weird (laughs) circumstances.
1: I don't think it was so much they weren't allowed to use the ladder. It it, it was just please don't use the ladder.
3: Yeah. I'm not because saying don't, don't get... but we're saying please try not to.
1: Where <laughs> <those> realize accidents happen. <laughs> yeah,
3: whoops. <laughs> There's been a lot of whoopsies in this. There's been a lot of oopsies. But if you've got the right people, they can make magic regardless of it. So that's good. Would you say that... I'm obviously- flippin' egg. Lot take it, lot to take in there. Braves is going for that Kip
1: tribe rate bonus. Has <laughs> heart set on it? Look how hard I bump, Chico. Anybody's Bill Watts is the man in charge, and oh boy, <laughs> so
3: it turns out they he, he he left his feet for up to three seconds, and therefore actually had money taken from him.
1: You ever hear the story of when Jake Roberts went to WCW
3: in '92? Um. I think I have, but many who you listening to this haven't. So please
1: regale us, sir. Well, Jake gave his notice at WrestleMania or before WrestleMania eight. He was going go to he was gonna jump ship at WCW, but he had a, had like a ninety day non compete that he had to adhere to and, and stipulated in his release. The, the head man in charge at the time, those days, was a man named K. Allen Fry or Kip Fry, as people know him as. He was he was a very enthusiastic Tony Khan like guy. Not as, maybe not. As, ooh maybe not as wrestling savvy as Tony Khan but definitely had the enthusiasm for the business and he gave Jake this massive contract that was going to kick in after the 90th day on the 87th day <laughs> Kay Allen Fry was let go and replaced by Bill Watts who took one look at Jake's offer and says you gotta be kidding me oh. and immediately, immediately slashed it down to like ribbons oh. Jake still came in but for like pennies compared by comparison It's what he would have done Oof! No water in the pool. He kind of he kind of lifted there, like
3: gravity forgot him for a minute. Yeah, he's like, he's like, "Pack! <laughs> I'm the man that gravity forgot. I wrote my birthday down and everything. It just got me." <laughs> I had the idea of of um, Andrade taking. It's a very British joke. This so. Some may may enjoy this. Andrade taking Death Triangle off of Pac and privatizing it like Thatcher did in the 80s. To which Pac goes, I ain't joining that if you've privatized it. And Pac just goes on strike like he's a minor. (laughs) So it's basically the plot of Billy Elliot. Or like Abe Knuckleball Schwartz. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Somebody at the Fuego Del Sol joins joins the death triangle and pack is outside daddy's place going
1: scab 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 what do you call a knuckleball in uh in cricket um oh that's a good question what would
3: a knuckleball be in baseball first of all a knuckleball what would
1: it, <laughs> is it a ball thrown in a certain way yes it's with a knuckle sort of arrowed out would it be, it a, has, go- would it be a googly
3: would it be a googly it's a slower
1: pitch with more of a drop. I'm going to Google
3: <laughs> knuckleball equivalent. <laughs> What's in... a
1: knuckleball? call on, baseball. It's a fucking knuckleball.
3: a <laughs> fucking knuckleball. <laughs> <laughs> Define a knuckleball. It's a knuckleball, you bastard. Um the ball with your knuckle out. <laughs> oh, it's um, uh, it's still called a knuckleball in cricket. Okay, It's so... a type of delivery employed by a fast
1: bowler. So cricket still has a knuckleball. Okay, so and Adrian knuckleball Neville <laughs> oh, blown hammies for everybody,
3: <laughs> oh, blown hammies all around.
1: Should <laughs> I say something? I fell on my dick, call 911. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Somebody call nine one one, cause I fell on my dick. <laughs> They're very sweaty. They've put on a nice match here. Like, how would you? Obviously, the, the WrestleMania ten
1: ladder match is definitive. But how do you think this sits in comparison? I think it's an excellent match. My mm. company's best match in ninety five. All I can think of right now is remember the story of the time cut for the ten man tag at WrestleMania ten because <laughs> <'cause laughs> ladder match. Oh, the one that was in the bag. I could picture them going to the Diesel Mabel said, we're going to cut your time. They'd probably go, fine. <laughs> yeah, I think they'd be delighted with that news. We're cutting down from 26 minutes down to like
3: eight. <laughs> fine. I was hoping they would anyway. So I'm looking at the time remaining on this pay-per-view and I'm thinking, whoa, Mabel and Diesel, they're going to be lucky if they get entrances at this race. <laughs> oh, where do you see that match? <laughs> I mean, if it's three minutes, which I feel like it might be, because we've only got about 20 minutes left on this pay-per-view. <laughs> If it's three minutes,
1: I think that's fine. (laughs) Just wait until you get... Make sure the volume's up when Maple does the sit-down splash. That's all I ask.
3: Oh, okay. That's all I ask. Okay,
1: okay. I'll be ready for it. I'll prime myself and I'll be ready for it. I will more than happily tour guide the audience through what is happening in that moment. Because it might require some exposition. (laughs) This really should have gone on last.
3: <laughs> but that but that would that would involve breaking quite the company tradition of having the WWF title on last.
1: Well wow, yeah, the inter- inter- Intercontinental number on last at Extreme Rules 2018 with Dolphin Rollins and Pittsburgh cooperated with that. They did. That was a great <laughs> <episode. sighs> apart from the apart from the uh,
3: every ten seconds. Oh god. Yeah. That was Pittsburgh, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Ah, oh, fuck you, Pittsburgh. But they, but they were great this past week. They were fine this week, but like you'll, we'll never get, we'll never get a thirty-minute Ironman match again. Good. I'll be lucky if we get AI. What do you mean, good? If they're good, they're good. Not well, really. That, I don't think. Do you mean? Do you think the Ironman matches are good?
1: They're played out. They oh, was sloppy but effective. Which for YouTube, remember, minds the edge.
3: just a, bl- a blunt razor, if you will. Oh. But not a doll razor. Well, okay, okay, to celebrate the the histoire of the ladder match, um, what would you say the best one was? because uh, I think it's surely got to be Angle Lesnar from 03. Best Iron Man? Yeah.
1: Yeah, probably. I think that one, I think that one played the most into the, the gimmick. Although I have seen the the house show match in Boston Garden with Brett and Flair from early 93, and that's definitely up there.
0: Oh,
1: A daily motion, static, one-camera shot match. And it's an Ironman match. 60 minutes, yeah. Wowzers. Went to it- overtime as well. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. <clears throat> yeah, Brett faced Flair and Owen in a lot of house show marathon matches. And the Rockers would face the Verger Brothers in some in, like, 89 Want to be like seashoes and then it'd be, it'd be smaller crews, so you had to sh- fill the show out more. So give them some really decent Broadways. Well, to be fair, in somebody's of matches, like, the first first fifteen minutes would be would be like no action at all. But, like be like, Can you top this contest? Or someone would do like a backflip, like Sean and say, Here you do one. And Jacques would do a backflip. And they'd they would egg the crowd on to get involved with it, and like and finally get the point, whatever shows could do something the rockers could do, and they'd, and they'd be embarrassed. And but all of a sudden you've eaten up like 10 minutes. So you'd you'd, you'd stretch it as much as you could. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And now comes a... I
3: always thought Prince Amin from WCPW and other places was excellent at that whole thing of, we're just going to dick about for the first 10 minutes, then we'll probably wrestle for about four.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like our podcast. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Oh, Kind of got him. I I like what he was going for. Sweeting up the ladder. It's supposed to be the finish, but... Oh, no! Yeah. Was that supposed to be the finish? Yeah, Sean was supposed to be a little closer. Oh, God. Unfortunately, he was not close enough. Oh, bless. Oh, that would have, been... have gone down in history if he'd grabbed it like that. Well, actually, um, I'm not sure if it. Hang on a second. I, I may have misremembered something here. Well, well, actually, I, 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 it may have that's, been an improv um, improvisation there. This this feels like they've just improved a bit, like because Sean can't just
3: climb back up the ladder and then that's fine. Like they need well, to, do, he needs to do something to take Razor out, and that's kind of what
1: that is, isn't it? Well, thankfully, Sean can now climb the ladder and win the match. There you go, with with no problems. I'm sure it'll all be fine. Oh. I'll be okay.
3: Jeez.
4: Oh, oh no!
0: <laughs> oh god! Oh, she
4: livid. Oh god! Oh Christ! <laughs> she <was> livid.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh, just grab it, lad. <laughs> Oh, he must have been foaming backstage. Oh, nah. god, does that make the match better or worse? Beyond better, better,
1: better, <laughs> 100% better. Well, Dave gave it four and three quarters. I, I'm inclined to agree. Right, he's just gonna grab the la- grab the belt,
3: go back up the ladder, put it back up, try again. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Move the ladder out of the hard cam. <laughs> oh, that's a nice, bit. I well, think Sean's calm now. Yeah, he's calm. Oh, he was so stroppy. That was so fun. I can't blame him for being pissed, though. Oh, me neither. I in that moment. I, w-
1: I would have thrown one ladder at Vince. I would have. I
3: so where did he go wrong? I think maybe he should have grabbed the, the end of the strap.
1: I think it wasn't close enough. That was that was just mm. the story. of That was a nice sign there made on in the Microsoft paintbrush. Yeah, somebody used a nice dot matrix to bring that to life. So Sean's, I,
3: you can, I get the energy from Sean here. Like, you know, it's been good, but you're just annoyed at the finish. Like you had a plan for a finish and it didn't go the way you wanted it to.
1: It's like Moxley and Omega Revolution. Yeah, it's that. I mean, I mean the match was fine, but then the the PhD resistance at the end would just be Eddie King's big star moment.
3: It didn't go the way that you wanted it to. No. I mean, they, they, they styled it out in history. They styled it out historically by going, oh, we knew it was going to be a crap explosion.
1: Um, so they styled it out the best they could. Oh, wait, that's it. I think you know that Eddie Kingston is a great promo. And if you're like, he'll be able to talk his way out of it. <laughs> Shane, Shane had something else written, but then he saw
3: Jean's two furtive attempts to get the ladder. <laughs> oh,
1: he's going to change this accordingly. Definition peripheral vision, <laughs> depth perception. <laughs> this next match, he thinks Diesel may already happened. <laughs>
3: So we're now moving towards Douglas versus Razor or Douglas oh. versus Sean.
1: Well, in real life or in this? A bit of column A, <laughs> a bit of column B.
3: Oh, that finish! finished.
1: First, <laughs> oh, here we go. You lost to a man who couldn't put a ladder in the right spot. M is for Mang. <laughs> I oh, man, so made fun from wearing glasses. That's,
3: you're the baby face. We've both been around the industry for longer than we many
1: think we have. You'll shoot your eye out, man.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> no stuff. <There> you go. <laughs> oh, shame. <laughs> you see, dub. You see, dub. You see, dub.
1: You lost it. You lost it to the Sandman.
3: <laughs> I mean, Shane, Shane very much throws himself into the role. You can't be too cross with that.
1: Yeah. I think we're going right to the main event now, because I think Sean Rader may have gone over. Okay, again. Joel,
3: it definitely went over. Right, time, if you're watching, is two hours, 29 and one, two, three. They have... Twelve minutes. Don't worry, we will get there. As Mabel is slowly being carried to the ring,
1: as, as the the four guys who drew, who drew the short strolls. If these lads lads can you run? <laughs>
3: They've got a thirty minute interstellar match to squeeze into ten
1: minutes. You never seen eyes clenched so tight in your life on those guys. <laughs>
3: So that this, this is the, the pinnacle of King Mabel's the WWF what? run. The pinnacle, <laughs> the, the inner circle of uh, King Mabel's WWF run. This is his uh, sole main event for the company. That's Barring true, Royal Rumbles. it's Damn it. <laughs> I know you. I know you. Yeah, a little cheeky. So he was in the 99 Rumble. He threw out the blue mini. I'm with Diesel. Diesel, how do you top the match that you just saw? <laughs> with- I don't. We don't. <laughs> you know something, Todd? We're not going to bother. We're, we're very grateful for Short and Razor for <laughs> cutting our 30-minute match down to 10. We're just going to flip around until they turn the lights off. <laughs> <laughs> right, new finish. I run out big boot pin. <laughs> if only that were the finish. I mean, <laughs> if they'd have done that, he would have been fine. And again, and I and I add... As I've said, for most of our time doing this podcast, like this is all new to me. And I've resisted watching stuff from 95, knowing that this podcast is going to take me through it bit by bit. So I've never seen this match. This is <laughs> brand new to my eyes. Behold. <laughs> I am so excited because be. <laughs> this, is, this match lives it in for me. That was the it's, best rib Sean and Razor pulled. Put our match on before Deezer, before Kevin goes out. That is, you know what? They Sean loves a rib. The greatest rib was, we're going to wrestle before the main event. <laughs> <laughs> Mabel's like, quick, hurry up. <laughs> we've, got, we've got to squeeze. We've got to squeeze 20 pounds of shit into a 10-pound bag. <laughs>
1: We'll say the first two minutes of this match are actually good. So The, the next, the the next first seven that bring it, bring it down to its level Because there's something that happens in this match that I'm going to be howling of laughter at when I say it.
3: So the first two minutes, so a quarter of this
1: match. Yes. <laughs> this is what you call the college try.
3: <laughs> I, think it, I think it should, in theory, be a gift that they get such little time.
1: You would think. hmm well, double pirate for Diesel. He just threw the belt out of the ring. I'm like, all right, let's get this over with. i right, right, Cr- Jack It's like, come on, crack
3: on. <laughs> come on, Mabel. Just, uh, we ain't got time, mate. Come on, let me dream. <laughs> Give me this one moment. We
1: can use it in stock footage years to come. We're gonna say he won the match and then change it later if if, if Nash leaves. <laughs> Mabel's a champ. He won the belt in Rio. <laughs> so here he is holding the belt up. Rio de Pennsylvania. <laughs> Rio Grande, New Jersey.
3: Which, which, which is a city. Dance across the Rio Grande, New Jersey. <laughs> right, and off we go. So far, so good. <laughs> no one's falling down yet. That's a good nope. sign. Keeping it simple. Keeping it simple. That's fine. Okay.
1: He's almost whiplash on the rope there.
3: Hmm. He must have a strong throw. Okay, so good start for the Shams.
2: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh. Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
1: So far so good. Should say a good start for the sham? <laughs> I might say the sh- a
3: good start so far for the champ, for the challenger. on your part. It was a rather, wasn't it? I stand by it. I stand by it. Okay, it slowed down now. We were doing all right. You wait and see. Let's get to the rest spots quickly, lads. <laughs> Woo! Woo! In theory, Woo. <laughs> in theory, they shouldn't need rest spots because they're not out there long enough to need a rest. Says you. Says me.
1: <laughs> They've already slowed it
3: down. <laughs> this is genius. See, look, genius.
1: He was a heel. He stole deals barrage in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Diesel going with the Andre look now. Diesel looks down. peppy in comparison. Oh yeah,
3: there you go. Straps back up. He's not powering up yet. Diesel looks peppy in comparison. Peppy daddy cool.
1: <laughs> if you, if you wait for Diesel do something very impressive in a few moments. And I'm just anticipating it.
3: <laughs> I'm going to get my volume turned
1: me. up in anticipation. Turn those knuckle errors. Hernia check fails. <laughs> you failed the hernia check. You have a hernia. <laughs> <laughs> That's
3: presumably what would be the result of failing a hernia check.
4: Okay, I think. So.
3: Oh. Big it'll, beefy it'll be like boys, boys battering kid. each other.
4: That's all
2: right.
1: <laughs> I love Mabel sinking meteor fall out of the <laughs> ring. That him and Yoko always did. He some, he somehow falls in slow motion. <laughs> Not Yoko.
4: <laughs>
1: Yoko falls to the ribs. All, all of a sudden, he, he's in the Earth's mantle in like three seconds. All
3: right, this isn't yourself. falling. This isn't flying. It's falling with style. With files. I'm ready. Just Justin is giddy with excitement. Oh god. <laughs> <Trim> why? diesel. <laughs> why that's twice now he's done that. Every time he nearly dies.
1: <laughs> Are you sports entertained
3: yet? Are you not supposed to change?
1: (laughs) Now, I should point out that Diesel has a very bad back at this point.
3: (sighs) Carrying the fucking company. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) So there's a spot Mabel does in a lot of his matches where he does like a sit down splash on the guy's torso. (laughs) Diesel has asked Mabel not to do that in this match. Okay. of, of, of the state that his back is in. I want you to keep this in mind
3: for right. the next
1: few minutes. Okay,
3: I shall keep it in mind
1: as we uh, watch the horse fight continue. It has not gotten terrible yet. In fact, it's actually okay. It's been it's been
3: fine. If it ends any minute now, then it's fine. Well, if, how many minutes is any minute? <laughs> like like three three seconds ago. Oh.
1: Um... Oh
3: boy. Yeah, we've we've uh we've gone past what I thought would be a fine running length for this match. I Cobra genuinely think I think they could have got away with it had they just done shoulder block, shoulder block, shoulder block. Mabel attempts to splash, Diesel moves, bit as big a power move as Diesel could possibly pull off on Mabel, one, two, three. That would have been fine. What do you think the finish Whoa! is? Oh god. I honestly don't know because he can't. <laughs> He can't do a power bomb can
1: he oh, sh- all right is this the bit that's what oh, this f- move listen 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 very carefully can you hear diesel I can't hear anything. can you hear him at all you hear any sort of conversation You now see a lazy camel clutch here. I see acid. what is, what has happened here, is that Diesel's legs went numb oh, from Mabel shit. from Mabel doing that, and Diesel was flipping pissed at Mabel.
3: Yeah,
1: you know, what the fuck, dude. She said to watch his back. Yeah, and Mabel didn't. Oh, Mabel, so, so Diesel briefly was in a state of physical shock there, and was goddamn fierce at Mabel, and. I'll tell you a little story real, real fast. According to both Diesel's shoot interview and, and as was covered in Titan Sinking, Vince almost fired Mabel after this match. Wow! From his injuring Diesel, and Diesel had to stop him from doing it. Oh, the no, great ref bump there, by the way. So Diesel, not... so
3: so Diesel stopped Mabel getting
1: sacked for that. Yeah, because Diesel basically just said like it was a horrible mistake, but any one of us could have made a mistake in that situation, and and so, yeah, Mabel lived... Live the rest of another day in this company because Diesel apparently stepped in and saved his job. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah, here it is again. <laughs> right on the, right is, on the that tailbone. That is stupid of someone to do when you said you've got a bad back. Well, you know, something something amazing is about to happen. See, Bordeaux's supposed to run in here. But they sent somebody else by accident. It's Luger. Oh, so Diesel yeah. He ran too early, so Diesel has to beat him up now. <laughs> Luger's supposed to be helping Diesel. Oh, so Diesel, got so mad. Diesel was so mad, he, he hit Luger. <laughs> I swear <laughs> to God. And would never appeared because they, they sent him in the wrong order.
4: <laughs> this is a shambles. This I is know. amazing. It's crazy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, whatever, bro. And that was Lex Luger's last appearance on WF Television.
3: Wow! Oh, what a balls up! <laughs> That's amazing.
1: <laughs> Seeing Bloomington,
3: Lex, and bless Vince, try to explain like, "Oh, I'm beat up." Oh, here we go. Now so they're should figure it out. Yeah. That's it. Oh, my God. That's embarrassing. So Bulldog was meant to come out. Luger was meant to beat up Bulldog and send him packing. But they just sort of called an audible and went just don't bother sending Bulldog out now. It's too late. It's
1: about as well organized as a dust
3: storm. Jesus Christ. What a shambles. How have they flipped that up so much? I don't know. Somebody not paying attention in the back. Clearly. <laughs> Luga running out. And just get back in the face. <laughs> just
0: punch him in the face. <laughs> 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 <Nice>.
3: <laughs>
1: really, could, could his last televised appearance in this company have been any more appropriate than any that? Any more
3: emasculated.
1: <laughs> Comes out the wrong time and just gets punched in the face. Literally leaving,
3: beating up Mo like like he's just won like the the booby prize. Like these,
1: I barely even stand at this point. Oh god, that's funny. Shane gets injured. They bungle the run ins. Diving shoulder that's, block. That's alright. Almost lands on Earl. Oh, that's not the
4: finish.
1: Is it? It isn't it? It is. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs>
3: 10 stars, 10 stars.
1: They gave it positive. They give it, a so they it one of the quarter for some reason. I give would... that man his roses, 10 stars. How, how did they put a hyphen before that match rating? I have no idea.
3: That, is, that was phenomenal. Everything was just from Mabel nearly paralysed Diesel to Luger running out early. To that shit fucking Brett's rope shoulder block as a finish. God almighty. Well done, Diesel. It's your time, mate. Yeah. Celebrate. This is your era. That was almost as good as the latter match. Oh, mate. Bypass the latter match.
1: (laughs) It's it's, it's more memorable (laughs) as far as I'm concerned.
3: You can't use foreign objects, yet they send out a massive weapon during the main event. Yes, you're Not Now, I so what Luger just being a massive weapon. <laughs> Would it not have occurred to Luger? <laughs> I meant to beat up Bulldog, but Bulldog's not out there. I'll run out anyway. <laughs> Start punching the air. And quick cut to black immediately everyone's getting sacked <laughs>
1: the show is so good up to that point
3: now what what a what an emotional roller coaster this show has been <laughs> phenomenal wrestling at the beginning a great ladder match <laughs> and all that
0: all that at the end
1: oh ten dollars if Diesel had had his physical faculties about him, he should have held his arms out and just yelled, the aristocrat. <laughs> <laughs> that
3: would have been the perfect end to the perfect show. As is as is this, the perfect end to the perfect show. He is at JRH Rising on Twitter. I am at Tom Campbell on Twitter together. We are at Cultaholic on Twitter. Don't forget to join us. Why did luga run out? <laughs> the guy who was meant to be up wasn't out yet
4: <laughs> oh. <laughs> love you bye
3: <laughs> for all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from